Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I am Robin Weasley. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 3 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Invitation. Okay. Um, I didn't know that that was made official, but that's fine. I mean, me and Charlie, I was trying to, like, I didn't want to, you know, like, just drop it on you like this, but me and Charlie, um, this weekend, we just decided to elope and go for it, so. Wow. I'm so offended. How dare you? It's been a whirlwind. We're still in the honeymoon phases, so still (laughs) fresh Okay, well, outside of Robin's fantasies, we have announcements and (laughs) reminders. Um, We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts and feelings, so please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We're working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, music, etc., cetera, um, illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, check blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines. Um, and if you're interested and have questions for us, you can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up on our website. You can hit us up anywhere. We're available. Email. Hit us up. Submit. post. Do it. Um, love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Um, please consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording Wizard Team episodes and Patroni um, have access to those videos. If you're at the $5 a month tier, you get the, a video the Tuesday before the episode drops and $10 or more a month, you get the link to watch us record live. Um, um, which also, guys, just like, it's not just recording live. We, um, we'll be recording and interacting with you live. So if someone has something to say as we're going through the chapter, we will be talk. We'll probably be like, "Oh, so and so said this," like we did with Portia mm-hmm. and Jeremy, um, the last couple of episodes. So it's not just that you get the episodes early, which you do, and that's awesome. But it's also um, being able to like be a part of the real time conversation and the critiques and things. Mm-hmm. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, um, or even if you do have the funds to do so. Please rate and review us. Uh, We are on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere that podcasts can be found. We should be there. If we're not on a podcast app, let me know and I'll get us on there. Um, The reason why we ask you to rate and review is because the higher ratings and the more reviews, the more likely people are to see the show, the more people we add to the team, the more awesome conversations we have, et cetera, et cetera. Um, also subscribe to our newsletter most weeks we share nerd news and links to what's been going on so if you want to be in the know be sure to subscribe you can go to blackgirlscreate.org and finally follow us at we black nerds like us black girls create on all other social media besides twitter Um, and join our wizard team facebook group it's lit Um, okay so wizard team Slash Potter slash, yeah, um, news. What's going on right now? Um, so first is that Holiday Granger, which is kind of hilarious. I think that, it's so funny. But, right? I was like, oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
right? Um, she will be playing Robin Ellicott in the new Cormoran Strike series. Um, so that's really cool. Now we have like our Cormoran Strike and we have our Robin. So I'm, I'm excited to see um, how that goes. And I'm really excited because I've been yeah, looking at be more cool. pictures of um, Homeboy that's playing Cormoran. And <laughs> I know this happens in adaptations all the time but he's like way cuter way younger than mm-hmm. i read cormoran or than i feel like he's um described so i'm wondering if they're gonna like roughen him up a little bit i mean obviously they're gonna have to do some, right. certain things um because cormoran has certain physical characteristics that are important but um just wondering like are they go are they going to keep him pretty and right you know are prettier than Cormoran in the books because I feel like that kind mm-hmm. of changes uh, a little bit of his appeal and some of his relationships so yeah I'm interested because just looking at so the top too, two but... cast it's like oh, okay this is very Hollywood Normal mm-hmm. people don't look like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then I was like, kind of thinking, like, when I saw the picture for um, uh, Holiday Granger or whatever, I was like, oh, she looks a little extra, like, dolled up or whatever. But then I was like, but also she's, like, on a red carpet. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's what happens. So, um, I don't know. I I think it'll be cool. I don't, I'm not, like, like, you know, I love those books or whatever. I'm not, like, super excited you know what I mean like I'm not like waiting and like looking for news like I would for other stuff sometimes um and I mean we'll get into why in a second but like so I'm like it's cool um and I'm gonna watch it especially since I think it's on it's on HBO right yeah I thought that was really cool too that it's a yeah so I'm like I have HBO HBO. I'm chilling like I'll you know what I mean like that's cool I'll add that show to my um list once it comes out (laughs) and yeah i'll watch it i actually don't think now i think about it i don't think i ever finished the casual vacancy i didn't either (laughs) um i watched the because how many parts is it's like four parts right i think so yeah something like that um but i watched maybe the first three my mom was doing my hair for um my graduation i believe Mm -hmm. and that process took forever because well it didn't even take forever it just took it just went until really late because both of us, like, were busy until late, and then, all, then we were, like, up until one, and there was nothing else to watch. Um, so, like, I kind of got my mom to watch it with me. <laughs> she wouldn't have watched it on her own. Um, and it was cool, but then I just never went back to it, probably for a lot of reasons, but, like, um, I, you know, the I think way one that reason I always... was because somebody, somebody, oh. and you who? will know who, but we, we don't have to bust them out. Somebody deleted my recording. Oh. It was, like, the third of the four, or the third of the fifth. One of them, like, the one before the last one deleted it and didn't say nothing. Uh, you, and then I was just, like... You know what I just I realized? Just, You're, like, we don't have to bust him out, but you have... No, I didn't say delete. him. I said them. Oh, them. Okay. It wasn't a sibling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Anyway. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they, this, this person deleted the recording and it was like one of the ones in the middle and they never said anything about it. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to wait for it. Yeah. I, the one thing I always tell people about casual vacancy and then let's wrap, we have a lot lot of news. Things to talk Um, about. But the one thing I always tell people about the casual vacancy is the thing that it did for me was it was really good at 
proving that J.K. Rowling is a good writer, um, mm-hmm. regardless of like this big series, and you know, and everyone's like, oh, well, she can't write adult books or whatever. Um, but the plot and all that stuff is very much literary fiction, and you know how I feel about that. And it was, you know, she does this great job of um, creating three-dimensional characters with words and creating great settings and world-building even outside of a fantastical, magical setting. She does a very good job of that. Like, I knew, I felt like I knew exactly where I was every time, like, when I was reading the book. But that being said, it's still literary fiction, and I've still... I wouldn't have read it if it hadn't been, been her. Yeah, and I haven't so. read it again. Like, I've read other... Me neither. Um, like, I've reread the Cormoran Strike books and stuff, especially, I don't know if we talked about this before, but the audiobooks are lit. Like, they're so good. Really? They're so good. And so I... Hmm. I might try that. The only thing is that they get creepier each time. Yeah. Like, Career mm-hmm. of Evil, the, I... I listened to it before I read it. I still haven't read it because I listened to it. And it was hard. I had some dreams. And it was hard. (laughs) But it was really good. I know that life, yeah. Yeah. It's like not, yeah, I've, yeah. I was just like, why is she doing this? Like, as I was reading (laughs) it, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, what is happening? Um, That's one. um, Okay, final thing, final thing, final thing. Someone at LeakyCon did say about the Cormoran Strike book, they were like, well, obviously she's twisted. And I was like, yes, (laughs) she is. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yo, I was really sitting there like, oh my God. And, like, you know, now that I think about it, it's not like we didn't know. It's not like we didn't have. like clues mm-hmm. from Harry Potter. There's some There's twisted in Harry Potter. In those books where you're just like, hold up, this is supposed to be a children's book. This is creepy as fuck. But like, I like you know, when you don't have the restraints of it being for for children, <laughs> it can get really weird really fast. And, and it's so like a I crime kind of story. Like, actually, I think no, maybe my mom didn't ha- have it for Career of Evil. Hmm? I don't know. I can't remember if she had the audiobook for Career of Evil. Because my mom actually reads those books because oh, yeah. she likes mystery. Yeah. Um, and we got her into them because we like J.K. Rowling and she likes mystery. And we were like, just read these. Yay. Um, so I think the first two, she got audiobooks because she has a long commute. So that's like... I think I got her one. Or I got her now. maybe... Something. I think I got her... I don't know. One of us got her one of them. Yeah, I don't remember whatever. if she had She got them. She got them. But um, she got them. And so, like, I remember, I think it might have been Career of Evil because she was listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the car. I had already finished it. And I was sitting in the car like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yo, you're not ready for this. It's just going to get worse. Yeah. Um, I Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> we'll have a, a Cormoran Strike podcast next or something. Who knows? Hmm. Fantastic Probably Beast not. Wands are now available for purchase on noblecollection.com. Wizard Team. We celebrate Kwanzaa here at Black Girls Create. And Seraphina's wand, I need. I must have. But I, see, the way my funds work is I don't have any. They don't work. They broken. I don't have any. <laughs> so the way they work is that they don't. <laughs> the way my funds work is <laughs> they don't. I always hear about these like people that run podcasts and do all these like new media stuff and then I'm friends with Amani Gandhi at Angry Black Lady. Um and she'll be like, Oh yeah, 
someone sent me cookies in the mail and someone dropped this thing off and people always drop it off bottles of booze and stuff like where they go record and I'm not asking for any of that I'm asking for a wand that I really need that I might die without do you want me to die wizard team do you want me to die in other news Fantastic Beast and Google are teaming up (laughs) Bayana's just stuck Um, she has no words for me I guess Um, Fantastic Beasts and Google are teaming up so that some of the locations in the movie will be searchable on Google Maps, including Makusa. I think, like, all of the major settings in the movie, Mm -hmm. in the upcoming movie, are, like, you can... I didn't try it because I... You follow laws. The International Statute of Secrecy is a law. Uh, So, I... Yeah, but apparently, like, so including Makusa and, like the other, like, other places that are in other settings or whatever. I don't know. I saw that. And I get it. Like, I get what they're trying to do. But what it reminds me of, kind of, is, um, like, right after Mockingjay Part 2 came out. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, putting on things like, Lionsgate is going to do s- new stories on, um, on, like, the arena. Like, they're just going to do new arena stories. And I was just like... I remember well, you going off about that. entire point of... <laughs> that was the entire point of these books and these in the story. Um, this feels similar, where it's like, yeah, that's like a cool team-up, and I feel like in any other situation, um, for other series, that might actually be kind of cool. But for this, it doesn't really make sense, because there's this whole thing about the statute of secrecy, so then why would you want muggles to be able to Google map your secret organization or government right like, it just doesn't make sense and they do um, such a so like I feel they like do it it's like they're doing such this push about how america is so much more strict about the international statute of secrecy and how nomads so are. then you should be like they should be like they could team up with google and be like you can do all this stuff and then you search or some shit and then it'd be like we don't know what you're talking about or like error or like you've been confronted or some shit you know what i mean like that would actually be or really like cool. you have to or like um unlocking spell or like you have to know the spell or something like a password, right. but something. then it's a spell that nobody can figure out or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I just feel like it's just weird. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm cool so with I'm it being it like a spell that a lot of people can Google and figure out, like Alohomora, because the idea being I'm not a Muggle, I don't care what anyone says, I'm not a Muggle, so I should be able to see it. But I want there to be some mm-hmm. sort of acknowledgement that this is secret. Right. Or, like, maybe after you see it, like, you see, like, a big obliviate and the whole thing, like, disappears or something. You're just on a regular street or something. Some acknowledgement something. that, like, muggles just don't walk around and see this stuff. And I think that that, and I think um, that, that would still hit that target audience, too, because I was talking about something that I said Pottermore all nonchalantly. And then the person was like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, hmm? Mm. She's like, what's Pottermore? And I was like, oh. Seems like, it looks like they did it for Doctor Strange too. Yeah. But that's totally different. So. Cool. I don't know. I, yeah. It, it's, it's like, it's cool, but it's also like, it kind of goes against, um, I don't know. It just kind of goes against the point of the, of the world. So. Um, Portia is looking at the wand and she says, Seraphina Pickery's wand is nice. Queenie's handle is cute, but the length gives me umbrage, which... Oh, is it, like, super short? Yeah. You know, 
There are a lot of different ones. And I mean, I think looking at like one of the my favorite things about going to Leavesden was looking at like all of the personalities of all the wands. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think that. I mean, I don't really care. Seraphina's Piggery's wand is, I just have to have it. I don't have any other. I have to have it. And oh, this is another thing, which we will get into. Um, let's actually, let's move on to the next piece. And then it will just go, it goes very well into this. So since we last taped. The news actually came out like the day that our last episode came yeah. out, which is like, y'all know we don't record on the same day, so. <laughs> you had to wait. Um, oh, wait, before we go into that, Portia just responded about the, um, the, the statute of secrecy. Um, she said she wants to address the magical world working in cahoots with muggle technology. Um, right. There must be muggle-born integration after all. Oh, that makes sense a little bit. I think that that, I think the only thing with that is that they've said that, um, our technology doesn't work with magic. Yeah. Or, like, goes wonky or something like that. And maybe, like, now, because it's been some time and, like, maybe technology has advanced to the part, to the point where, like, it no longer... Well, I mean, this is the 20s, so never mind. But... Right? Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I forgot about that. Sorry, <laughs> I mean. Um, but in general, just for, like, even for just talking about now, like, possibly, like, technology has advanced enough where like, you could use like smartphones at Hogwarts or something um but yeah I don't know oh Portia said she thought it only went wonky when exposed to large magical enclaves well yeah so then I don't think it would work when at it's Macusa like or whatever. Macusa yeah. right I mean maybe it, I don't know it just doesn't make sense for it to be like a plate that's readily like findable by muggles yeah Unless, like you were saying, it's, um, unless you're saying it's, uh, what's it called? What is it called? Oh, like a, like a password or a spell that they use to, to go through it. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you want to go on your rant now? Okay. Well, okay, so two things. So let's start with the first thing before I really go in on this rant, which is a, a quick short rant, which I guess goes in between, which is I went to um, EW Pop Fest. I saw that it was happening. It was in L.A. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but my dad works for an airline, so that's why I'm able to travel as much as I am. Like, no joke. Mm -hmm. If my papa didn't work for Delta... Y'all wouldn't have, like, half the content you have because <laughs> I don't have any money doing it on, like, the cheap cheap. <laughs> so, you know, but, like, yeah, so EW Pop Fest, like, they announced it, the tickets weren't that expensive. It was in L.A., so I didn't have to pay for a hotel. And then I flew on Delta, so that cost me, like, a third of what it cost. Actually, like, less than a third of what it cost my friend who came with me. Um, but they did this whole thing about Fantastic Beasts and then they had, um, Eddie Redmayne and then the other girl who plays his love interest, um, whose name I forget, but also I like didn't realize that they were going to be a love interest, but then they were not hiding that either. Um, you didn't realize that? I, I told you I've been trying to not 
look at a well, lot no, of stuff. Well, no, I just mean, like, that was kind of a, that was kind of one of the first things announced was that, like, was the name of his wife. Oh. I didn't. And so. I'm, I don't yeah, get a good reader like, sticker. really early on. Because, <laughs> like, really early on, his wife is, I want to say Tina. Yeah. Something like name, that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's his wife. And I don't think that they're married. I think that they just meet in this Yeah, they book, just meet. Or in this movie. Sorry. But they're, like, eventually, like, that was a thing that was already. Okay. So I just didn't get a good so, reader yeah. sticker. But um, one of the things that made me really upset was that they were they were giving these sneak peeks and like these look ins, and a lot of it was all about like, you know, just stuff that we've talked about before. How there's this whole thing going on in the American Wizarding Society, and they're going underground, and like they're being hunted, blah blah blah. Meanwhile, Seraphina Pickery sitting there in charge. Okay. <laughs> fine um (laughs) but then one of the like vignette things talks about how they are much stricter about the statute of secrecy in america and i was like i have questions and they also announced that there would be a question and answer portion um so i ran to the dude who we were supposed to ask our questions to and i was like how'd that work and he said, okay, I'll come find you when it's time for the question and answer portion and you can ans- ask that question. And I was like, cool. Then they did another thing, which is no longer a secret because they just, I saw it on the internet or something. They just like released it worldwide with Ezra. They're losing a lot of huh? spots about, never mind. Nothing. But, um, but Ezra. I was like, they're really seeing a lot of spots about things. Yeah. Which I guess. Movies do, but then also feel like they're just trying so hard. Yes. So Ezra, I can't, I keep wanting to say Ezra Klein, and that is not a snake. It's, it's politics season. We we vote Ezra tomorrow. Song. Ezra, homeboy from what the, from all the things. He <laughs> um, is apparently a huge Potterhead, and so he goes in and talks about like how we should know about Grindelwald, and like it's kind of like confirms the confirmation that this is all leading to Grindelwald, which we already kind we knew, but like this was the first time it was like, yeah, all these, these, this trilogy now five stories ends with this story that we already know. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was so mad. Oh, oh. And then they do the Q and a, and they only get to like two questions which, okay, I understand that you're on a time crunch and you have a bunch of things to do and whatever. But then the two questions they asked were the most, like, softball. What, Juan, would, or if you could have a beast, what beast would you keep or whatever? Like, I don't care what kind of beast Eddie Redmayne <laughs> wants. I mean, like, that's cute or whatever. But, like, y'all just said something that totally goes against what I know as a Potterhead. And I have questions. And I, somebody better answer me. So I go through all of that. And I think I'm texting you and Connie like furiously or like DMing you guys. And you're both just like, okay, Robin, but we know all this. And I'm like, but you don't understand how it feels to be mm-hmm. slapped in the face in public after you've spent money to do this thing. Um, and then I just like turned around and went to the little shop thing that they had. And then I bought Fantastic Beast shirt, Fantastic Beast special edition Entertainment Weekly. And I just hated myself. I was like... 
I have to take, like, we have to take Stan somewhere. But then my fandomness, I was like, oh my God, there's a Makusa shirt. Like, which shirt? You know what I mean? Like, and it was like this, like, dichotomy of, I am very disappointed in the way that this is building out. And the only thing that's really going to get them to listen to us is our pocketbook, really. Because... Yeah. Beyond, like, like as we have said, Harry Potter has always been popular. It's always been commercially successful. But now there's this capitalistic grossness to it that wasn't there before. It, it was, mm-hmm. there, there's a difference between a lot of people like your, what you're doing and a lot of people like your stuff and cash grabs. And these feel like cash grabs as opposed to you are getting well paid and making money off of good work and good art. Two different things. So to stop the cash grabs, we have to stop giving them our cash, mm-hmm. which I am unable to do, obviously, because I really need that fair, fair pick every wand. I really need it. I need that wand. <laughs> like, I feel like my, my body, like everything, I might just like crumble into pieces if I don't get it. And I mean, I think it's like a thing for us. It's, it's now it's a little, it's slightly different. Like, I think that if, um, we, we weren't doing this podcast, um, I think that, like, I know I would still be paying the same amount of attention as I'm paying to it now, but if, like, I wouldn't be as, like, I haven't gone to the movies since Captain America, Captain America Civil War. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, that's not, like, I don't go to movies often unless it's, like, a specific movie that I really want to see. I'm going to go, if it's some other, if it's something, I'm like, oh, that looks cool. You wait for it. To I'll see it when it goes on HBO. Or... I'll see it when it goes on DVD. Like, it's cool. Netflix, cool. I'll watch it eventually. Um, there's only very specific movies that I have to see in the theater. And I think that at this point, if we weren't doing Wizard Team, I would be like, all right, I'll just see it. Like, I, you know, I'm not no. totally sure whether I'd go see it in the theater or not. Like, I'd, I'm, I'm sure I would eventually see the movie, but I don't think that I would be like, I don't know, we about it earlier. And stuff like um, that. When we were, yeah, and we were talking about it earlier today when we were, like, doing our meeting or whatever, and we were looking at our calendar and, like, oh, we have to go see Fantastic Beasts next week. And, like, neither of us were excited. We were just like, yeah. all, right, all right, I guess. Like, <laughs> and that really sucks to have. Like, I feel like for... It feels I, I feel feels like for wrong. some things, it's great. It's fine. It feels wrong. Exactly. Because I'm like, I'm totally fine with not being excited. Like, if I have to go do something, um, like, I have some... Like, for, let's just say homework, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have homework to do. I'll probably be like, like, I'm fine, whatever. I'll do it. But I don't feel weird about feeling that way. Like, I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's homework. It's a responsibility cool. that I have. It's annoying. It. It's yeah. a thing that I have to do. Fine. I don't want to feel like Harry Potter is a responsibility. I want to feel like it's a thing that I really want to do because that's all... Like, you know, like, that's... It's a huge part of my life and, like, my childhood. It's a thing that I've always, like, felt really, like, strongly and deeply about. And then to feel, like, just... I'm, like, like to be ranging from, like, just indifference to anger about it is really, like, weird and sad and is, like, annoying as fuck. Like, it just makes me more annoyed that I'm annoyed. It makes me, actually, it, it's it's getting to this point, and then let's just say the thing. Um, so since we last taped, they announced that Johnny Depp will be Grindelwald. He's already been cast, and that apparently he's going to make a small appearance in the first movie. So there's little chance that they can recast him. Um, this is coming off of not just his own personal, like, being accused of, like, 
terrible abuse of his ex-wife, um, physical and emotional abuse. Not just that, which is bad enough, but, like, the last few movies that he's done, like, just on his acting alone. Have not been good. Can we also talk, and I just thought about this, the fact that one of the last movies, I mean, clearly these movies and J.K. Rowling at this point doesn't give a fuck about um, Native American people, but... Um, Johnny Depp yeah. is literally like yes <laughs> in red face. Yes, he is. Like only a like, few not movies even ago. A couple of, like so two they years like, ago. Seriously, do not give a fuck, and that is just fucking terrible. The, oh my god! Like I, I'm just like so pissed. Like they were like Johnny Depp's gonna be in it, and I was just like at first I was just like you know I didn't really think past. Um, just his like acting and like his movies or whatever. So I was like, y'all really gonna have Captain Jack Sparrow on in the Wizarding World for why? Like I, cause the the movies I grew up watching Johnny Depp in are Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, I saw him in like Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. and Charlie and Chocolate Factory, which he ruined, um, and which so, I never saw because I was like, F I mean, you. I was a kid because no, so I know, I, but like, don't. I'm just I just saw it and I don't. I'm, I didn't think he was amazing, but I just um, saw it. But as a person um, my age, but I saw those and so that's what I thought. You know what I mean? That's what I thought about when I thought Johnny Depp. And I was just like, and there was some last movie he was in where it was like one of those weird characters or whatever. Um, And I'm just like, why though? Like, what is it you that don't you need a you do not this need movie or to these characters you don't you need don't a need big a big actor name you could have you don't someone need, who's never you don't need that like what the fuck are you doing like I just I don't get it I don't get it oh can we pause for some like happy things real quick hi poo dude oh, hold on. oh she can't hear me bye Anna hi Ami team. Can you say hi, wizard team? You have a popsicle. Can I have it? Can you say hi to wizard team? Mm-mm. Yes, say hi, wizard team. You got to get out. Got my house. Let's say hi, wizard team. Mm, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I miss you. Okay, can I kiss? Also, Did you know you what? Did you my mommy's hug? Oh, I want my mommy's hug. Thank you. Also, do you know what? The Lakers beat the Wizards. The Wizards. So Kobe's better than Curry. You mean the Warriors? Boom. Oh, the, the Lakers Wizards. beat the Warriors. The Warriors. Sorry. He's the best than Cody. Nah, not really. Okay. That's it. Kobe's not even playing. Listen, anymore. the Lakers beat the Warriors. <laughs> I win. What does Kobe have to do? It means I win. Against a four year old. Okay. All right, back to rage. Yeah, I it doesn't. You don't need a big name. You could have hired a no name person, which also like give someone a chance, man. You know, like right. Um, and Portia's saying, aren't they supposed to be young? Although I don't necessarily think that's true. Well, actually, I got to do math. Yeah, I don't then. think that he's that young. Because they're born like the. Well, they're younger. <laughs> there. When is Dumbledore born? Because now I just can't remember. I feel like it's like 1880s. Yeah, I'm just thinking. So, so it's not it's Harry, not young, young, but it is like younger than Johnny Depp. Really? Because I'm thinking Harry's story I is think, in the 90s, so that's 70 minus 70 no, but when years. Is, so he but would be Dumbledore, in the 30s. Dumbledore was born in 18. He was 115 years old when he died. God damn. <laughs> um, yeah, 1881. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. I was like, shit. So yeah, so he's um there he's born in eighteen eighty one, so in the twenties he'd be like like early forties. Yeah, that's what that's what Johnny um, Depp is like mid forties, I guess. Is he really? Huh. Yeah. Um Portia's saying Dumbledore is young when Tom Riddle no, is. No, he's fifty three. His beard is brown, but I think he's um he's younger. Like they they age slower. I mean he's hundred and fifteen when he no, dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So I think when Tom Riddle is a student. He's in his like sixties or seventies. He just seventies and wizard time yeah, is like middle aged. Age <laughs> yeah, because um, he's still got another. I mean, you know, they're gonna get to that point. So yeah. they're gonna each each book each chapter or book or whatever or movie. What the what the fuck are these? Each movie. Um, <laughs> each one is gonna be like a decade apart or some shit. Oh um, my god, it's gonna be like Down Abbey, and it's gonna drive me bananas. That's why I stopped watching Down Abbey. You can't I skip didn't watch 50 the last years season, and it like, looked like yesterday. Everybody looks the everybody same. Everybody looked the same. <laughs> like we were in World War I. They really did and start in like 1901 and end in 1930s. And they're, yeah, they did. How? <laughs> That's what Ain't none of y'all old. Yeah. How? Yeah, I just. Um, Portia was like, but Johnny Depp. <laughs> Portia. Portia. She was getting a read. <laughs> I was trying not to say that though, Portia. She I was no trying to be nice. I mean, I don't know why I was trying to be nice. Yeah, he yeah, has. Yeah, I don't know why you're like. There's why I really thought he was older than that. There's no, there's um, no need to be nice here. Like, there's on two levels. It is well, three levels, I guess. It is the thing that we talked about with Mark, which is the one example of non-heteronormative love is this destructive relationship. Doubled mm-hmm. down by this person being played by an alleged abuser. And I'm saying alleged because, like, I don't want to... I don't know him. I do know someone who met him and totally believes it because she said that... And, like, met him professionally, and he was, like, coked out of his mind and ridiculous. Um, Allegedly, I don't. I don't. Don't sue me. I don't have no money. We already talked about this. I'm not a lawyer. I don't. I don't know how this works, but you know what I mean. Like, what I had her was. Um, Mm -hmm. he has drug issues, and he's been open in the past about having drug issues. So, um, it is also kind of not a big leap to think that someone who is dealing with addictions and stuff can be emotionally and physically abusive, if. They got to do what they got to do to get what they need. You know what I mean? Like, those things usually, mm-hmm. where there is one, it's more viable that the other thing is true. Um, either way, to have cast Johnny Depp in that role doubles down on, like, the it's okay. Like, just, like, ignoring someone's personal resume Um because they're a big name. And also, like, I have to... I want to do this. It's just and, the whitest shit ever. Yeah, but... <laughs> and like, I told someone, because I was talking about this on Twitter, like, I do not think that if you... Like, for a terrible example, like Chris Brown. I don't think that Chris Brown's career should continuously suffer because of what he did to Rihanna. I think Chris Brown's career should continuously suffer because he has not learned a lesson and he has not gotten any better. Mm-hmm. And he has not done anything to redeem himself. Therefore, he has forfeited the right to my support or money 
or me wanting to do anything because he has shown himself to be a crap person. Um, there is a chance that Johnny Depp redeems himself and like comes back stronger and like takes ownership over what he did or his part in whatever. Um, but there should be some consequence and there should be some time in between like you get charged with murder or what you get charged with abuse. And then two weeks later you get a multi-million dollar movie deal. Like no, in a, in a story built around love and the power of love. Like that is gross. And in the story built around someone who overcame abuse, because we know that all goes back to Harry. So F you. F you Warner Brothers. Just I feel like F every step F of the F way, F it's going against the core like teachings of the book, like what we're here these, for, what we fell in love with. And like they and like they, you know, I've been seeing stuff about they're talking about like that these movies or whatever are supposed to explore similar thing themes, but I feel like <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry. You can only you can only explore those themes if you're also being like if you're you have integrity on the back end as well. Like you can't just be like, this is what it is. Also if you can't explore the same ass themes you just explored in seven books and eight movies, like get some new ass themes, give us something new, please. Like we keep coming back to that. Like all this stuff over morning, all that shit is just recycled shit that we are. We know we've done. And we know we understand that now we're adults now. Give us something else. Like have us help us with something new. Like don't just give us the watered down, like recycled shit that isn't even as good as the original because you're just taking pieces of it and, and matching putting it, it together. together. Like yeah. Some puzzle or so something. two things because Portia is on fire. One, she points <laughs> out that the fandom is more outraged by Johnny Depp's casting than about native American erasure, um, which preach. Um, and then two, mm-hmm. that outrage could hopefully spur some the backlash could possibly get him out because they haven't done that much stuff. You know what I mean? And they could. Yeah. And I'm sure they expected it to be like Johnny Depp and everybody's going to be like, oh my God, yeah. And like, everybody's like, the fuck? Um, excuse me, no. Why? Um, but also, why would, why I'm sure that they that? quickly cut him into the movie and it's going to be one of those like light scenes or those like, you know, post credit scenes so they can quickly cut that shit out. Like as quickly as you put it in, mm-hmm. take it out. Um, recast him. You got a week. You Right? Like, you can do it. Um, then she talks about, she said, they recast Lavender, they can recast Grindelwald. Girl. Right. Sips tea. Sips water that I know. I know. I spilled all my water on the floor, but <laughs> pinkies up. Good job. I see you, Portia. <laughs> um, pinkies up. Yeah, I like that. But uh, I also want to just, like, rage a little bit about that the fandom reacting sh- more strongly about Johnny Depp's mm-hmm. casting than Erasure. I will say, like one, it makes it does make sense to me because abuse um, is pre- prevalent in every culture and every you know what I mean. Like it's you don't you shouldn't have to be a Native American or know a Native American to be offended by the erasure of Native peoples. Like. You shouldn't have to do that. But then again, you shouldn't have to be black to understand that black lives matter. And yet some people just can't. And yet. So I'm not shocked that the outrage is bigger. I will say I didn't put two and two together about his fuck ass Tonto Mm -hmm. 
and then I didn't either until we were started talking. Okay, because uh, until you said it, like that is a slap in the. F- so it's so it's on multiple levels. On one, so many levels. so many levels of BS. Casting. But <laughs> on the one level, you had Native good. American um, people speaking out against what you did. And you not only erase them, you ignored them. Number two, you have cast someone with a history of abuse in this story that's supposed to be this huge allegory about and based in the theme of the power of love. And represent those that are in the margins. margins. They're just weird And, and like operate on the outsides of society. And who operates on the outsides of society more than abused women? Trying to get through. White Robin, you know. I I know. It's skinny white men with no eyebrows, <laughs> occasionally bushy eyebrows, occasionally. Uh, no, you have to bring up. Those are the ones that suffer the most. Okay, my bad. I forgot. Where am I at? Three, four, four. Where was I? So so then you have yeah. So then. You cast this guy. And so then for the person that you cast also is, an, is a huge middle finger. Like, not only did I not, not only did I hear you natives, um, peoples, I just, I can't get that right. It just sounds gross. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm upset. My, my inclusionary language is, is messed up because I'm mad. Um, one, I heard you, I heard what the native community and native peoples had to say. And I didn't give two Fs about it. And I didn't feel the need to respond, even though I respond to things like, why don't we have Jewish people in the wizarding world? Even though even that was a BS answer, but still, at least you got one, you know, whatever. Okay. Okay, girl. Then I not only dismiss you and, er- and partake in your erasure, I then give you a big middle finger by saying, oh, and then this person that I... I'm going to cast also did this other thing that de- was harmful and detrimental to your culture and your people. Like what is happening? What is happening to my world? What is happening to my fandom? Why? I did this shit with star Wars. Stop it. Stop it. Leave me alone. Leave me and my nerd feels alone. I don't want it. Stop it. I'm irritated, but we might as well just go back in time to when we were young and loved these books and read chapter three of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and we're happy again. I think that that is probably a good idea so that we don't Get irritated. Yes? I mean, it's been a long week. There is some F shit in this chapter, too. That's There's true. some greatness in it. There's Very some true. greatness in this chapter. Like, some greatness. But I'm going to do my best. How about <laughs> Do my best. I'm going to go back and... What's so great is that we have to now go into the Dursleys. It's awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, like we like let's, we ain't been hurt enough. <laughs> the first um, chapter, uh, the first sentence in this chapter is like, oh, hi. Yeah. 
All right, so let's go to chapter three of um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Invitation. I don't know, Harry saw, previously on Wizard Team, yeah. Harry saw, uh, um, he had a vision of, sorry, a vision of um, Voldemort and Wormtail talking about killing people, including him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they saw him kill, they saw Voldemort kill, or he saw Voldemort, sorry, kill um, the muggle gardener, Frank. Um, then he woke up and then he wrote a letter to Sirius after kind of like going through who he could write about the fact that he, well, he didn't tell him about the dream. He told mm-hmm. him about his scar hurting. Um, but kind of going through like who he has to communicate with and to talk to um, when things like this go down, he finally settled on Sirius and he wrote a letter. Um, but now it's morning time. It's time for breakfast. Um, so by the time Harry arrived in the kitchen and three Dursleys were already seated around the table, none of them looked up as he, oh, table, that's a period, not a comma. Um, none of them looked up as he entered or sat down. Also, um, though, I want to, like, keep in mind that in the previously section, sorry, Harry woke up in the middle of the mm-hmm. night, so he hasn't had very much sleep. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, so they ignore him like she like he does not exist. Um, Aunt Petunia is cutting a grapefruit into quarters. Um, Dudley looked furious and sulky and somehow seemed to be taking up even more space than usual. This was saying something as he always took up an entire side of the square table by himself. Um, I mean, okay, so I just feel like I should bring it up now and then we'll talk about it as it keeps coming up. But like, there's a lot of... Um, it, like it's just like fat phobic or language yeah and, and, it, and it has been for um a while like it has been since the beginning and i'm sure we brought it up it's been a while we we did bring it up to those episodes so i'm sure yeah i'm sure we brought it up but it kind of like this is kind of the book where it comes to a head because then like the next book dudley starts like working out or some shit but like it kind of gets to the point where it's like a little it's exact. It's too exaggerating, mm-hmm. um, and because of the thing which I know we brought up in Chamber of Secrets about like her tendency to um, conflate look and behavior yeah. and like personality together, um, it kind of like and I and I know there's like other examples where she doesn't do this. Like for example, Draco, he doesn't get like described as like ugly or super fat mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's just kind of like the way, like somebody can be like fat and that's fine. It's just the way that she describes Dudley in particular that's like not cool. I also think like that it's just like, there is a a way to describe Dudley, like the way that she describes Dudley too is like it's on him, and we see right. and we know that like he doesn't actually deserve the blame for his size. Like that is his parents. And I mean, it's that, but then I think it's also like, it's the word. Yeah. So it's like, it makes it seem like it's his fault, but it also makes it seem like comical. Yeah. And it's Um, not, and I think that it's an, it's another part of like the exaggeration. And I think that this is kind of like, we start to lose it a little bit in this book as like the book starts to mature or the series starts to mature. Um, but it's like still holding on to those like exaggerations of how people look and I also think in this situation, it's just not like it's mean. It doesn't work. Yeah. It. it I also it, think yeah. that it it reads it reads as mean, which is saying a lot because it is deadly. But it's just it's in general it's mean. But it also does a disservice to 
the story because you... I think that this passage is meant to show that in not that here's another example of Dudley not getting what he wants and then reacting badly. But what it shows to me is like, here is an example of parents not looking out for the care and health of their child physically, emotionally, and the narration and I I, I understand I, I know we're seeing this through Harry's perspective and kids are mean and whatever, but the Harry that we well it's not really Harry's perspective yeah. it's omniscient yeah like but yeah so and I'm and the, that yeah that's true and that so it's kind of even worse is that this so this omniscient narrator this you know eye of God or whatever we I forget what it's called and mm-hmm. um but does it sympathize at all with Dudley. And that right, lack and of that sympathy this... is is incongruent with the rest of the story. And I think, yeah, and I think the problem is that, like, I think she just fails in this moment. Like, what she's trying to do, like you were saying, is show kind of, like, how the his parents have mistreated him. And, like, I remember um, in Half-Blood Prince at the beginning when Dumbledore comes to the Dursleys, um, which is just like, oh, he won that chapter, <laughs> sorry. It, that's a while away, but... He won. He went in. Um, but it was like Christmas Dumbledore, but just like with Dursleys. It was awesome. Anyway, um, he he said in the moment like that, that he, he was like, oh, but you mistreated Harry not as much as you mistreated your son. And so, and, the, and Vernon and Petunia are like, what? We never mistreated Dudley. What are you talking about? And like, even I was like, mistreated Dudley? The fuck? <laughs> Since where? where? Where was that happening? And I think that the problem is that it didn't like, like now we can kind of read kind of into it. You know what I mean? Because we're like older and more mature and can like, yeah. ex- like can see that. Um, but in this moment, it doesn't come across the way that I think she means it to because it, like, uses this language. Um, and I mean, like, we see how, and it's a similar thing to, um, Sorcerer's Stone, where the Dursleys don't know how to say no to Dudley, so then when they do, it's, like, a hard stop as opposed to being, like, we've been, so he doesn't know how to take it because they're, like, oh, we say yes to everything, and then the one time we actually can't. Like we do have to mm-hmm. like put the put our foot down. We do it a little. It's just too abrupt. And there's no um, conversation. So I think that there's, no, here, there's no. But it gets hidden by the other. Yeah. Stuff. And there's no conversation. There's no talking to him like a human being and saying like this is why mm-hmm. we need to do this and this is you know, it's just this is the new rule. This is the new law of the lay of the land. I also want to say that I think I I always tell people the beauty of these books is that as you go back and you reread them you you uncover more and more layers and that they like as you grow mm-hmm. older like we're seeing now like when I was younger I sided with the trio a lot more than I do in in this particular reread but as a kid who loves these books and I'm reading these books and I'm I it is dangerous to even if you're trying to make this larger point like what you said it's dangerous to not make that point well because you're getting these kids at this age where they're like oh so it's fine to maybe not outwardly 
bully someone because of their size, but to look down at them or to think that you're better than them because of their size, um, because that they're usually bad people and they deserved it. You know, like mm-hmm. person I was when I was reading this book the first for the first time and who it's you know, and I was of the target demographic or whatever, I wouldn't have gotten the nuance. And like you said, the first time when um, Dumbledore talks about mistreating Dudley, um, I was a little bit older, so I did get that, but I didn't get it the same way, and I didn't see it until he said... Right. I mean, I really had to think about it. Exactly. Like, and I think, again, yeah, like you're saying, like, I didn't see it until he said it. And I think the point is that it's supposed to be shown, and you're supposed to think that already, um, and kind of, like, see that, but I didn't even think of Dudley as being mistreated until Dumbledore said something, and then when I went back the next reread, I think, I started to look for it, but even then, I think, I mean, I was, how old was I when that book came out? Like, 11 or 12 or something. Um, so I still didn't fully see it. Yeah. Um, but I also think that that's not really my fault. No, no, and I, 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 Definitely because don't think I, that's your fault. Yeah. I think <clears throat> it. I think it's really just like the writing and really getting that across. This it actually came up. There's like this big blow up on Twitter, um, and I implore everyone if you have not gone to at Justina Ireland's feed, go because oh. it it was some it was some Daniel Jose older level slage of just. Epic proportions. But anyway, she was reading this book um, called The Continent. So you can, like, go on Twitter and search Justina Ireland, The Continent, or you can go on Google and it will pop up because it was a thing. And the writer goes in her DMs, which I love Justina Ireland for, like, being, like, and screenshot of my DMs so you can see, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, it, and she does that whole, that was never my intent. I'm sorry that you read it that way, in which case saying that, like, she read it wrong um, or that your intentions matter. Like you, you had some sloppy writing and you need to own up to that. And like the language that you used was wrong. And the way that your readers are reading this, your intent does not matter. Also, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop the harm that's done. You know what I right. mean? So you can, it's that whole like non-apology apology thing. You can, and and I always, like, implore people, especially, like, in my day job as a community manager, is, like, never assume Ill, atten- Ill intent of someone because that – you come at that person differently if you're assuming that they did it on purpose, right? But always yeah. assume that there is a teachable lesson here and never let them off the hook because they didn't intend to do something, right? Like, if I offended you, I offended you. Whether or not I intended to offend you or not doesn't matter. Yeah. All it does is hopefully you come at me less defensive and less angry and you're able to, like, explain it to me. But then it's, the onus is on me to take that in, learn that lesson, never make those mistakes again, and apologize to you for what I did, right? Like, both of those things are necessary for, like, things to be teachable and, for you know, for you to, like, learn something. So... I say all of that to say whether or not she wanted it to be, to come across as the way that it does, it comes across the way that it does. And to put the blame on the reader is insane. It's asinine. It doesn't work. Especially when the reader is 13, 12, 13. Like, yeah. No. It's true. 
So when Aunt Petunia put a quarter of unsweetened grapefruit onto Dudley's plate with a tremulous, there you go, Diddy, darling. Uh, can't stop, won't <laughs> stop, sorry. Um, Dudley glowered at her. His life had taken a most unpleasant turn since he had come home for the summer with his end-of-year report. Um, Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia managed to find excuses for his bad marks as usual. Um, Aunt Petunia always insisted Dudley was a very gifted boy whose teachers didn't understand him, while Uncle Vernon maintained that he didn't want some swatty little Nancy boy for a son anyway. Um, yay for Vernon being a bigot. It's awesome. Oh, it- um, they also skated... Huh. I just also like the the conflation of being smart with being a soddy little Nancy boy. I mean, I know right. like that's bigotry, but also it's see they're setting what their, is see, up with the Dud the Dursley family? Like, who were I don't Vernon and Marge's parents? They are not normal. I'm so confused. If we want to go like, back and tell to... a story, let's tell that story. Because I'm interested. Yo, for real. I don't necessarily have to be, you know what I mean? Like, it, don't, it could be Wizarding World adjacent. Who were their parents? Who was Vernon's parents? And, like, what did they do to them? Because Vernon got some like, trauma. Like, trauma. And I think Marge got the most of it. Because <laughs> when she came in, she... she, like, went in. But Vernon definitely... To like, to, there's some going on. It's a little much. It's so, and it's to like not expect to make excuses for your son's bad marks. Like you kind of see this a little bit um, in real life. I know plenty of but, like I know plenty of parents. Like some parents who like think that their kid can do no wrong, mm-hmm. um, and who are just like, well, you know what I mean. Like you're like a teacher will be like, well, your kid was just doing this this thing, and they're like, well. They didn't do that. I don't believe you. Or like, you know, trying to act like the teacher's tripping when really yeah. a kid. Um, there are definitely parents. Like, I've known parents like that. Um, so I'm like, it, it's not something that is unbelievable. It's just not good. And I mean, I think this is the, I think this particular paragraph is the one that does show how they do Dudley a disservice. Um, like, particularly. Yeah. I, but I also want to say, though, because, you know, talking, you said, like, there are these parents, it's not unbelievable, but going back to what you said also about the transition of, like, we give you everything and now we give you nothing. Um, yeah, that is... It's also even more jarring when they're making excuses for you and yet you can't get what you want. Like, it's not your fault, mm-hmm. Dudley. It's not your fault, but here's your, like, grapefruit half. And no, you can't have anything else. But it's not your fault. You know, you did nothing wrong. So then it's also like, well, well then why am I being punished? <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. like, so it, it may, it's just... You're not good at communication. No, not at all. Ugh. And, I mean, communicating with your parents is hard. Com- but it starts with yes. them. Yes. Like... <laughs> Especially, if especially that, at like I age. know, like you know what I mean. Like I definitely have had issues with like saying specific things to my parents. Like even now, and I'm, my parents are like two of my closest friends because Weird. I'm a nerd and an introvert. But also, your um, parents are like two of the coolest still, people, which is rude. They are actually also yeah. Also, my parents are like dope as fuck, which is rude. Um, I actually like follow my dad on Twitter, and he follows me. Never, um, and I'm totally fine with that. I love my dad. No one like. Else, could I ever do that? I love my dad. Like, <laughs> my dad is my best friend. I love my dad to death. I don't think that there is a sweeter man in the world. 
he got dad jokes for days. He is not cool. <laughs> My dad has dad jokes for sure. But your dad is My dad also is getting because he like he he walks this fine line. But he's mostly cool. He does. But I think it's also because, like, my parents grew up in the hip-hop generation, whereas, like, your dad was the one right yeah. above that. And so, like, my dad has all that, but then also, you like... You guys have shared uh, things where... But also, he's, like... him. My parents are now, like, getting closer to 50, and so they're starting to, like, not... They're just starting to, like... Sometimes I'm just like, y'all are too young to be this old. Like, If I had a dollar for every time I, I told anyway, your mother she was too young to be this old, I'd be him. Yo, I'd be telling them this all the time. Like, all, I'm just like, y'all are not. And because of, like, our age difference, um, I have a different, I mean, now we're on a tangent, yeah. but oh well, this was going to be a long episode anyway. Um, because of our age difference, I have a different relationship with them than, like, my siblings mm-hmm. do. And so they really are, like, my, they're my <laughs> homies. But still, in a lot of, and I like, think, like, you know, as a kid, obviously there were, like, moments where they were parental yeah. <laughs> like I definitely got whoopings as a kid like as a child until I turned six when I decided that that was no longer a thing I wanted to do anymore and then I no longer got whoopings um but <laughs> I mean I never I, I got that. I got my like I mean we are already on a tangent but like I got my first whooping when I was like in 12th grade or so, or not 12th grade whoa 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 when I was like twelve, oh, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> yeah, when I was in middle <laughs> okay. school, when you're supposed to be terrible, and apparently, my mom told me later it took my dad like a week to do it. So then it was also just kind of like mm-hmm. late, <laughs> but I kept messing up. So you know, yeah. like it was just like it was a whole thing. I got it once, and I was like, "I'm not about this life." But my ex- my external family, I guess I would say, my extended family. Like, I would hate it going over there because I'd get whooped all the time. Yeah. No, I decided. I got, I've gotten mostly my dad whipped me and my godmom. And then my mom did one time because I cut my hair. When I that was, was hilarious. I remember um, that. She That was. is a story. Um, I may have told that story here at some point, possibly. I can't remember. Either way, she cut her was, hair and it was, was a thing. That was the ordeal. That was a thing that I still remember at 22 years old very vividly. She didn't just um, cut her the hair. The entire thing, she not just my her mom hair. whipping me. It was a thing. I cut my hair. Like, yo, it was like, I'm so happy my hair is like as cute as it is now because it was like a problem. Um, but what I'm saying is like, you know, so I've had parental moments with like my parents or whatever. And even now sometimes I'm like, all right, so I gotta like, you know, there's just certain, it's, it's less about like what you tell your parents and more like how yeah. you tell them. Um, and so I obviously still have that and like, but and so and I know plenty of people who have like communication issues with their parents and most of the time I'm like I can't relate <laughs> I'm just like I'm sorry for you I feel I, I feel for you but yeah. also like my, I'm over here raising my hand my because awesome. um, that's me and shoot like my and shoot like my mom my, my mom has even told me she's had issues she's like had those kind of conversations where like she'd be talking to coworkers who were like my kid won't do blah 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 and she's just like oh that's unfortunate <laughs> 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 but it's like you know yeah. what I mean I just think that like you're never inevitably going to have like those kind of issues with your parents but I think that like one of the things my parents did is that they're always very clear with me about even if I didn't agree with them there was a conversation they were doing they were clear about why they were doing it or what they were yes. doing and so it was just there's a difference between saying so like finally we're back to <laughs> Harry Potter after all that but like there's a difference between just being like no you can't do this Especially out of the blue, like the Dursleys, yeah, do, and being like, "No, you can't do this because we're because of X, Y, Z." 
Um, and like whether you and and agree, or we are like, doing still this not because like of it. X. You can still yeah. not like it, but you could but you still have to be on some like okay, well this is the reason. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I just, and it's not only like the things that you can't do, but the things that you can do are what they're doing. Like I I think I talked about before too, like when I when we moved to San Diego, and I was just like no. <laughs> like tried to flunk right. out of school when I had to go, like that was going to work, which also like Dudley, it is very hard to get bad grades. So like, what are you doing? Tried it. Um, <laughs> but there was like conversations all the way through because it was, I mean, it was a very, and my parents were like very much like, we understand like no one wants to do this. And like, we are really sorry that like, it's a bad time to do this, but it is what it is, you know? And, like, there was, like, conversations and there was also, like, this, like, acknowledgement that it was unfair, but also, like, expectations remain expectations. It was gonna happen. And it's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things is that, you know, you learn from those, from those kind of things. Like, Dudley should have learned here, like, sometimes things happen because they have to happen and sometimes you have to make sacrifices for the longer good of your health for survival for you know like there could have been a conversation here um and it's late it's super late in Dudley's life to like learn about moderation and taking care I mean especially because like the whole point of him being like this fat little boy is to like show like gluttony and the fact that like his parents don't say no to him like that's kind of like the most physical or like visual that you can get of the fact that he's spoiled which is a problem because not like being spoiled doesn't mean you're automatically fat and just because you're fat doesn't mean you're spoiled but that's the image that she's going for here um and it just like i don't know they should have they should have just like start had him eating better before and like not had him but also this like whole like idea that uh, sorry you can't go from eating blah 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 to eating a grapefruit and in the summer you're gonna be that doesn't work either. yeah if you don't eat nothing you hold on yeah. to the fat like so you don't they're not even to... doing and the thing is they're not is making that, like, him work we out keep, we'll keep going but like <laughs> we'll keep going but the whole point is that like what they say hold up there's a diet sheet from the school nurse. She don't know what the fuck she doing. Right. She is not a nutritionist because this is not a full bra- like. Okay, let's let's keep going because yeah. we're still on like the second page and we'll get to it. But like, okay. So they also skated over the accusations of bullying in the report. He's a boisterous little boy, but he wouldn't hurt a fly. Ampetunia said tearfully, which she just which you have witnessed him hurting Harry, who is definitely a, not a fly. She just needs, but they bully Harry, so they, they don't. Give, they don't they see don't that. Care. Um, sure. No. Um, Harry, uh, however, sorry, at the bottom of the report, there were a few well-chosen comments from the school nurse that not even Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia could explain away. No matter how much Aunt Petunia wailed that Dudley was big boned or that his poundage was really puppy fat and that he was a growing boy who needed plenty of food, the fact remained that the school outfitters didn't stock knickerbockers big enough for him anymore. Um, the school nurse had seen what Petunia's eyes simply refused to see that far from needing extra nourishment, Dudley had reached roughly the size and weight of a young killer whale. Um, so again, with the exaggeration, it's just like not really necessary. Right. 
Um, also, just because you are overweight doesn't mean you need you don't need nourishment. <laughs> like I'm just, I just it just it it doesn't. That, that's what I'm saying. Like there, there's uh, no like in the last chapter, the scar or something. Dudley threw his PlayStation out the window, um, and then he was upset because now he couldn't eat and he didn't have a PlayStation. But like he should be upset because. He is on this diet and he's got to like, like go to the he's, gym three times a day or whatever. Like there's no, there's just like, oh, that's you can't different. eat. Like I, you, you can only eat this grapefruit, but then you can go play PlayStation. Like. No. And I mean like his parents are like, they're starving. Like the diet sheet. So I get it. Okay. So they have to empty the fridge of fizzy drinks and cakes and chocolate bars and burgers um, and filled with fruit, veg- fruit, and vegetables and sorts of things that Uncle Vernon called rabbit food. Um, so right. the thing is, is like, and I mean, I'm I go kind of up and down with like my weight mm-hmm. loss and like gain or whatever. And at this point, I, it it is what it is. But I like remember as especially in high school when I was playing softball um, and like my dad right before tryouts most of the time, he'd be like, "All right, you gotta like get in shape or whatever," which like never happened because I whatever um so he'd be like we're not you can't eat carbs and he's like and it wasn't really like at that age because I was still like a kid and um you know they're still my parents Mm -hmm. so I was like okay I have to at least try or whatever um he's like you can't eat bread you can't eat pasta and then of course my mom is like girl you eat some whole wheat pasta like no (laughs) um but also like remembering how those things didn't work for me and part of it was like the way that it was presented is like you can't eat yeah these instead things. of like here are um, some things that you should that be eating be that are very good you ate these things exactly versus it, or like eating this thing in moderation or whatever and like obviously i mean i still have issues with that now like i'll do really well for a few months about like eating right and then um i'll end up being like you know fuck it i'll eat this whole carton of ice cream because i feel like it um which was me yesterday but <laughs> It's like, it totally was. And I was like, in the middle of eating it, I was like, I shouldn't be eating this whole thing. And I was like, fuck it, whatever. Um, but I think that like, in like, as I've gotten older, the way that I, when I do end up like trying to, I mean, I don't even like calling it dieting because that makes me feel like, I just don't like yeah. that word. Very. Well, like, you're just trying myself. to like make lifestyle um, choices, better choices. Right. And like eat better because I don't really feel like it's a diet when I do it. It's more like I'm just keeping track of what I'm eating, not restricting myself yeah. from like, you know what I mean? So, and I think that approaching it, and I mean, obviously it works for different people in different ways, but for me approaching it in the way where it's like, I'm not, it's not that I can't eat this. It's just that if I eat this, I need to, I just need to pay yeah. attention. Like if I eat this, okay, maybe I don't eat these chips later. Or like, maybe I don't drink this like soy chai or whatever later. Um, and so it's much more like, positive like it's just positive versus being like no you can't do this 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 and this which i don't do well with i'm like i just don't like when people tell me i can't do shit right you just um, then it, it makes- like and if there's if there's like a real reason and if it's like oh we're not doing this because whatever but just being like no you can't do that i'm just like well why the fuck not <laughs> you know what i mean even if they're even if it's like a real thing i just it's the way that it's presented said versus, I, and i was you know yeah it's the way and i was the same kind of way because i played sports but we, I didn't do a very good job dieting because the way it works being a girl playing basketball and the sports that I played in high school, dominated by male, whatever, like 
my basketball practices ended at like 11.30 p.m. And the only thing that was open was taco shop. And I was tired mm-hmm. and I worked out. And so I got tacos and my metabolism was the best that it's ever been or probably will be. And I was fine. The problem was I never learned how to work out not tied to sports. So then when I graduated and got out of like playing sports, um, like organized sports, I was just like, oh, I don't like to run. Like I would run because I had this condition so that I could play basketball well. But then it was like, I still hate running. I don't ever need to do that again and I never like Mm -hmm. went to um you know and like you have condition weeks and all this stuff for like sports and like it was always miserable I used to skip those but (laughs) I mean I would do them but I would always do them because it would help me in throughout the season and then as soon as the season was over I would just be a potato like a couch potato and Mm -hmm. I never learned like oh you should like Make it a habit. Make it a habit. And it's not just for being good at sports. It's for being healthy and you feel better and blah, 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 blah. And so, like, that's what I'm kind of dealing with now is just, like, trying to make moving a habit, which I don't do. Yeah. Me and my couch, we very close. But like you said, though, it's all about the pot, like, how you do it positively. So for me, it wasn't oh, you need to, like, run sprints. It was, you know, if you run this many sprints and you try to, like, get your time down, you will see that you're X amount better than this, you know, girl. Or you'll, Mm -hmm. your rebounds will go up or whatever. But they don't, and I don't know, again, um, the culture and stuff, I mean, they play organized soccer and all that goodness um in the UK so that's not also that's not an excuse but there is no like let's get Dudley playing soccer let's get him outside let's right you know it's just and I mean like they do get him into boxing or whatever yeah um which you find out in the next one so it does like change yeah um in terms of like his physique and like or whatever, but it definitely does not start off well. And they don't, and um, yeah, and they don't start off, like we said, they don't start off in a positive. It's just no. no. But, moving on. And then, I mean, to make Dudley feel better, Aunt Petunia insisted the whole family follow the diet. Um, even though Harry's already underfed. Which I guess in... Even though Harry's what? underfed already. Now he got a diet. Yeah. Um, there's that. But then also, I think that it would help in another situation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you have Uncle Vernon calling it rabbit food, so that's not really helping. Like, you see, like, a kid who has to struggle with, like, his weight and trying to, like, eat better, and then he sees his father, like, turning his nose up at it. Yeah. Is not gonna help. Um, yeah, so uh, she passed a grapefruit fruit quarter to Harry. He noticed that it was a lot smaller than Dudley's, which is another problem. So Ampetunia made felt that the best way to keep Dudley's morale up was to make sure that he at least got more to eat than Harry, which is just like, y'all are just not doing this well. <laughs> like, it's just, you're not And when she says this, bullshit. she means being human. You're not humaning well. No. Y'all are failing at humaning. No. It's just not good. 
Um, Aunt Petunia didn't know what was hidden under the loose floorboard upstairs. She had no idea that Harry was not following the diet at all. The moment he got wind of the fact that he was expected to survive on summer, the summer on carrot sticks, um, Harry had sent Hedwig to his friend with pleas for help, and they had risen to the occasion magnificently. Hedwig had returned from Hermione's house with a large box of sugar-free snacks, um, since Hermione's parents are dentists. Um, Hagrid um, sent him a home uh, a sack full of homemade rock cakes, which Harry hadn't touched because he'd had too much experience with Hagrid's cooking. Which is like you shouldn't have wrote Hagrid at all, Harry. That was just a waste of Hagrid's time. Right? <laughs> like, why'd you do that? It was, like, there was Hagrid's no gonna point. send you rock cakes um, and fire whiskey. Like that's what right? he lives off of. <laughs> You're, exactly, and you know you can't eat that. So why would you even mm-hmm. tell him? Um, Mrs. Weasley, however. Um, sent the family owl Errol with an enormous fruitcake and assorted meat pies, um, which is like real MVP, except for the fact that uh, Errol needed a full five days to recover from the journey. Can y'all, y'all send Pig with him? Retire. I mean, I know Pig is tiny, but like at least a little bit of help. Or just like, or just like send Pig with one, like, send, send one at a time. And then, no, 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 but he sent the letter to Oh, yeah. Send Pig to come get Hedwig. So send Hedwig <laughs> and then send Hedwig back with yeah. the food. Don't send Errol. Errol needs a nap. Errol is done. <laughs> Let him chill. Errol needs to go wherever Sirius right? is at and <laughs> just chill. That's all he needs to be doing for the rest of the time in these books. There's no reason why he should be making journeys yeah. like this with a fruitcake and assorted meat pies. No. And then on Harry's birthday, um, which the Dudleys had completely ignored, he received four superb birthday cakes, one each from Ron, Hermione, Hagrid, and Sirius. Harry still had two of them left and was looking forward to a real breakfast when he got back upstairs. He ate his grapefruit without complaint. Which is really funny because so, they would love for him to complain to make Dudley feel better, but he's like, I'm good. But then... Because I'm going to eat cake for breakfast, which is, just seems counterintuitive. But also, but is he cool. keeping that cake moist and okay with magic? Because... Right, because it's just sitting there under, under the, the floorboard. They know probably dusty. <laughs> they know refrigeration. Dusty and stale. Like, how is that oh, happening? Gosh. What are we doing here? We got some saran wrap. I would hope so. Um, Something. Um, Is Errol Jay Z? No, that's kind of shady, right? That's a little bit shady. uh, Portia says Errol needs to hang out with Dumbledore and Hedwig Knowles on the beach. Turn up. I know. That's why I Um, thought about it. That's why I thought about it. Errol could be Miss Tina's uh, husband. Who is he? No. Miss Tina's husband is Gibbs Down. I don't know. I like him. Yeah, it's not. The new one. Not I was gonna say because Jay Z needs to officially re retire but I don't want to be shady. She says while being shady. I loved Jay Z. I know. I loved Jay Z until I loved Magna Carta <laughs> the Holy Grail was trash. I love that album. I still like him as a person. I just feel like he should stop. Rapping. I also feel That's like all. we can't get into he this again because you know how I feel about that album. About. Yeah, but you also didn't listen to Jay Z before that, so your opinion is. I bought my brother every single Jay Z album that ever came out. But you didn't listen to them, so your opinion is invalid. Okay. Um, Tom Ford. Uncle Vernon laid aside his paper with a deep sniff of disapproval and looked down at his own grapefruit quarter. Is this it? He said grumpily to Aunt Petunia. Um, Petunia gave him a severe look and nodded pointedly at Dudley, 
who had already finished his own grapefruit quarter and was eyeing Harry's with a very sour look in his piggy little eyes, which is, you don't have to call his eyes piggy. This is too much. He's 14. Mm -hmm. It's too much. (gasps) Um, Errol is very white. Like the ladies be throwing their panties at him. (laughs) Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean... I mean, Arrow was probably like fine by owl standards. Back, back in the, the like day. what I'm saying, it's, like back in the day, it's been a long time. Yeah, back in the day. Who? Who? I, there's someone better, but I just feel like Barry White. Like he, I don't think he was ever fine, but the ladies love him. Denzel mm-hmm. Washington, Uncle Denzel. Um, Denzel is still fine though. Yeah, but he's older now. He's yeah, but he's not about to. That's pass true. Like, he's about to get an Oscar. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the doorbell rang. Uncle Vernon uh, went to answer the door. Quick as a flash while his mother was occupied with the kettle, Dudley stole the rest of Uncle Vernon's grapefruit. Um, which, two things. One, he can't have a whole grapefruit. You know those are zero points on uh, Weight Watcher. Like, fruit is not... You don't... Like, fruit is good. You can eat however much, how much fruit much fruit but also, you want. Half a quarter doing... and taking another quarter is not... If... Like, if he's fuck? doing like low sugar fruit, or grapefruit has a lot of sugar. Like it's natural sugar. But it's a, it's, it's a certain amount of, but, it's a, yeah, I was gonna say it's different kind of sugar. And also like, that's not the entire reason that I'm saying that's not, I don't think reason. that they're doing the Weight Watchers points, which are a little bit different. Um, well, no, I know that they're different. But, I'm just saying that like, yes. and that was just the equivalent in my head. But, but I agree. We agree. Regulating fruit is not the way that it'll, it, it's, he can have a full grapefruit and be okay. That's all I'm saying. Grapefruit isn't even good, so that really sucks for him, but, you know. Um, also, I just want to make it known. Harry I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Um, but Errol mm-hmm. is officially Harry Belafonte. Okay, let's move on. That kind of makes me sad. Harry Belafonte was fine. I know, I know, I know. And he's still oh, good looking, but he is, he <laughs> is tired. Oh, I know. He could be Harry Belafonte. He's Harry Belafonte. He was fine. Yo, I remember seeing those pictures. I'm like, wait a second. Fine. F O I N E. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. He be singing too. He's singing and acting. Um, and was like a it. little street. I saw um, this like interview with him and Sydney Portier. Ooh, Arrow could be Sydney Portier too. Ooh. Yeah, we're just thinking of like super like refined, respectable <laughs> black men from the sixties. <laughs> That were also fine, though. But who were also fine? That's true. That's that's <laughs> the, the point. point. That's important. Is they aged well, but point. it is now time for them to have their moment in the sun. Sit under yeah, their own vine true. and fig tree. Sit under their vine and fig tree. Yep. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, we are so, so Harry far heard talking at the door. <sighs> we're a problem. Um, Harry heard talking at the door and someone laughing and Uncle Vernon answering curtly. Um, he came back in looking livid. You, he barked at Harry, in the living room now. Um, bewildered, wondering what on earth he was supposed to have done this time, Harry got up and followed Uncle Vernon out of the kitchen and into the next room. Um, Uncle Vernon closed the door sharply behind both of them. So, he said, so. <laughs> Harry would have dearly loved to have say it, to have said, so what? But he didn't feel like Uncle Vernon's temper should be tested this early in the morning, especially when it was already under severe strain from lack of food. He therefore settled for looking politely puzzled. Um, 
what I love is that like Harry, it's a different thing than like back in Sorcerer Sorcerer Stone when like Vernon was unhinged and Harry was like, oh shit, I might die tonight. Um, versus like this, he's just like, all right, I just don't really feel like testing him right now, so I'm gonna just chill. Like it's cool, I got cake upstairs. Like whatever, whatever it is 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 cool. You yeah, know what I mean, um, and less and rather than not like. Yeah, rather than rather than being afraid, he's more like, all right, I'm gonna just play this <laughs> like a different way, just chill. Yeah, I think Let's that Harry is at this point, like we said earlier, like this is the book where he's like, this is temporary, and my real home is at Hogwarts, and I just gotta like deal with y'all for these three months. They're a bit like okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just, he's done. Like, he's at that point where he's just like, this is cute or whatever, but (laughs) I'm counting down the days until I'm rid of you. Mm -hmm. So I also love the sassy Um, Harry, he wanted to say, so what? (laughs) Just starts, like, he has, like, a couple in, like, the earlier books, but this is really when it starts getting, like, real. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like... I mean, that's uh, like we don't talk about Sassy Harry as much in Order of the Phoenix, but that is a part of him in that book, and it's wonderful. And then it all comes to a head in Half Blood Prince when he says to Snape, "There's no need to call me Sir Professor." Oh my God! It's, it's, it's one of the I most beloved wait. lines in all of literature. It's. So I think there is. So it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I think of. There's no need to call me. I think sir. of. Um, why for out thou Romeo? And I think of mm-hmm. there's no need to call me Sarah for press. Just yeah, classic. It's just inspired. inspired. Just brilliant. Um, okay, this just arrived. Said Uncle Vernon. Um, a letter about you, um, which is kind of deja vu. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, um. The last time a letter came for him, they were pissed and Uncle Vernon lost his shit. Um, But Harry's confusion increased. Who would be writing to Uncle Vernon about him? Who did he know who sent letters by the postman? Um, So Uncle Vernon glared at Harry and then looked down the letter and began to read aloud. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Dursley, we have never been introduced, but I am sure you have heard a great deal from Harry about my son, Ron. As Harry might have told you, the final of the Quidditch World Cup takes place this Monday night, and my husband, Arthur, has just managed to get prime tickets through his connections at the Department of Magical Games and Sports. I do hope you will allow us to take Harry to the match, as this is really as this really is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Britain hasn't hosted the Cup for 30 years, and tickets are extremely hard to come by. We would, of course, be glad to have Harry stay for the remainder of the summer holidays and to see him safely onto the train back to school. It would be best for Harry to send us your answer as quickly as possible in the normal way because the muggle postman has never delivered to our house and I'm not sure he even knows where it is. Hoping to see Harry soon. Yours sincerely, Molly Weasley. P.S. I do hope we've put enough stamps on. Um, So really quickly, this um, letter is really polite and at first I'm like, Molly, you know Harry didn't tell them about Ron. You know he didn't talk to them about Quidditch. But then we get to later and we see what's really going on and we yeah. get to that later. Um, Another, but I also love the stamps. Like bless, 
Bless her. I like am sitting on a letter that I sent to my best friend that got returned because I didn't have enough stamps on it. But then they wrote all over it, so I don't know if I could return. If I just put another stamp on it, sit back. So it's just sitting here until I see her in person. Mm-hmm. Um, stamps are confusing, especially depending on the size of whatever you send or whatever. So I get it, Molly. But I, I yes, I love it. Also, um, have a biscuit potter is also in that pantheon of yeah, it is. great lines. Thank you, Portia, really good. Um, for reminding us. Eliana um, would like you to know that Sassy Harry is a G, but also can be low-key on her nerves, which I agree. Um, but never forget that. Sometimes never forget just, that Bayana loves to. fifth year Harry. Hashtag never forget. I do. So much. Hashtag so never much. forget. That's not to say that he's not annoying as fuck. Hashtag never forget. Plenty of times in that book. Like, I'm not even going to say I'm not going to bench him. I just say I enjoy that book and him in that book. I I enjoy the Um, book. Everyone enjoys the book. You may be the only one that loves Fifth Year Harry. I enjoy it more. That's not true. Okay. We had Mark on our podcast and he said that he also liked Fifth Year Harry. So Mm, he was confused. He was tired. He was working. He had so many things to do. Roasted. Um, (laughs) So Uncle Vernon finished reading, put his hand back in his breast pocket and drew out something else. Look at this. Um, He held up the envelope in which Mrs. Weasley's letter had come and Harry had to fight down a laugh. Every bit of it was covered in stamps except for the square inch on front into which Mrs. Weasley had squeezed the Dursleys addressed in minute writing. Um, She did put on enough Stamps then, said Harry, trying to sound as though Mrs. Weasley's was a mistake anyone could make. I love it. Um, the postman noticed, he said, very interested to know where this letter came from he was. That's why he rang the doorbell. Seemed to think it was funny. Can I just, can, I mean, it can is I funny. just say two things? <laughs> like one, yes, it is funny. Have a sense of humor. Um, but why can't you just like go with the flow, Vernon? You're supposed to be like this businessman or whatever and be like, oh yeah, my old college friend, we... This inside joke, take it a little too far. Don't worry about it. Pip, pip, cheerio, pow, bye. Like, the, <laughs> like, like, I think we talked about in um, Chamber of Secrets, maybe? Or it might have even... I, no, it was. It was Sorcerer's Stone when he's like, Harry's like, I had a dream about a flying car. And he like, rea- his reaction was like... It, like he fucking lost yeah, his shit. Yeah, he was like... And Harry was sitting there like... He break a glass or something. Like, somehow they just like... Yeah, Something broke. I and, I, and Harry's in there like, I, I know cars don't fly. I never, did I say that I thought cars flew? I just. Did he almost crash his car? Like, I feel like yeah. that's what happened. But it's like, y'all, you don't have to, like, at the, it's like the, at the mention or sight of anything out of the ordinary, they just, like, flip their shit, which is like, y'all are real suspicious. Wait, yeah, you're making it that. so suspicious. Nobody else freaks out like It that. reminds me Everybody else of... is like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> like, what's yeah. going on here? Or they're like, nah, I don't fuck with that. That's witchcraft. And they go the other way. They don't like Also, if you've ever YouTube black people reacting to magic, it's a stereotype, but it is hilarious. Um, Because we we don't fuck with that witchcraft. Um, It reminds me, and I can shade her because she's in the apartment building right now. On Halloween, Aminata, like eight times, was like, don't tell my mama I had candy. I want a popsicle. Don't tell her. Don't popsicle. tell her. And I was like, you being real suspicious. Like, mm-hmm. and this insistence on me not telling your mama that you had this one piece of candy. What's going on here? What's going on? And she's four. We know that. So, 
She's not. Her sneakiness is. Y'all like her so much. Y'all need to start teaching her how to not snitch Let, on herself. No, it's we like need her to keep snitching on herself so she remains pure and good. No. That's not the, no, that's not how you do that. Yeah, she can't ever go, she can't ever, she I can't ever. I turned out fine, and I did never snitch she on She can't myself. ever even pretend like I she mean, don't I take, do nothing, like, so. be taking drugs or drinking, because she gonna tell on herself 20, you know what I'm going to do? You know what we're, <laughs> Some you know cocaine. what we're going to do? <laughs> Yo, the number of times that she's told me, like, one time she literally said, Ask me why I was on time out. I'm just like, we're at the bus stop. I'm like, why? Why would you even bring it up? I'm like, I'm like, our godmother is the, is the woman who like watches her. That she, we, uh, Abby goes to um, her daycare, and so I'm like, my godmother didn't say nothing to me about you being on time out. Like, there were clearly it didn't mess up your day. Why are you? Like, you just gonna tell me you got in trouble? We were gonna have a fun day, too, but now we gotta, like, go home. And talk like, about you being on time out. gotta be punished because you snitched on yourself, honey? Because you messed it up for yourself. I'm like, wow. That's so deep. But that is, like... Every time she does that, it'd be cracking me up. She's like, I was on... As, oh, my God. When she said, ask me why I was on time out. I was like, why are you on time out? And she hit somebody. I was like, girl. So, wait, you were like. There's nothing you have to tell me. So, it wasn't even, like, <laughs> a little thing. Like, you were on some other stuff. Exactly. Then... It wasn't like, oh, I didn't clean up. It was like, I hit somebody. Dude, that's, like, a big deal. You just, if you didn't already, you already got your punishment. But, like, then you just keep it on the low. Nobody else said nothing. You're cool. You're in the clear. But you over here bringing up old shit. <laughs> I was mad for her. Like, I don't understand. She is a gem of a person. Um, oh hashtag keep Amanata honest is a thing that's happening now <laughs> in the chat. Um, no, but oh, man. that's what the, but that is literally the Dursleys in a nutshell. Like, you know what we're going to do now? You tell You know what we don't do? On your show. Like, they really be telling on themselves, like, how much... Because that's how... Like, how is anybody else supposed to know it's magic if you if you don't flip the fuck out about it being right? magic? Like, that's the only way anybody else is like, no. Nobody else would know. They'd be like, oh, that's strange. And the then way that you... You're the way out. that you fit in and the way that you don't draw attention to yourself, if you recognize, you watch how other people react to certain things, like, the postman was laughing... So then you chuckle back and be like, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, she'd be on that sauce or something. You know what I'm saying? Ha, ha, ha. Thanks. Peace. Bye. Close the door. <laughs> like, you, what you don't do is then go take it from zero to 100. Like, oh. They're just not good with these reactions. Like, ow. Um, <clears throat> so Harry didn't say anything. Other people might not understand why Uncle Vernon was making so much, making a fuss about too many stamps. Um, but Harry knew how touchy they were. The Dursleys were about anything even slightly out of the ordinary. Um, their worst fear was that someone would find out they were connected with people like Mrs. Weasley. Um, Uncle Vernon was still glaring at Harry, but he wasn't saying anything, so Harry decided to break the silence. So, can I go then? He asked. A slight spasm crossed Uncle Vernon's large purple face. The mustache bristled. bristled. Um, Harry thought he knew what was going on behind the mustache, a furious battle as two of Uncle Vernon's most fundamental instincts came into conflict. So real quick, the fact that these are fundamental <laughs> instincts, this bro got a problem. 
Um, allowing Harry to go would make Harry happy, something Uncle Vernon had struggled against for 13 years. You are an adult. That, I just, I'm going to just leave Just that leave there. it. Just... On the other hand, allowing Harry to disappear to the Weasleys for the rest of the summer would get rid of him two weeks earlier than anyone could have hoped, and Uncle Vernon hated Harry, having Harry in the house. Again, you're an adult. This is a 14-year-old child. I'm, I, at at this point, just to, just to, like, be as fair as humanly possible, nobody likes 14-year-olds in their house. 14-year-olds are the worst. Even Harry. That's true. So. Better than 13-year-olds, though. True. Um, I think we just gotta give him that one, but like we said, I mean, there's just, there's no... There's no excuse for the behavior. There's no, like... You just can't... I just... It's, it's just a problem, and I feel like we've gone, we've gone on it. We've gone on about this before. But it's still a problem, and they need to do some introspection. I'm just going to carry that into this... <laughs> to the beginning of this book. You wonder how he got to this point where he has like a serious grudge against a teenager. Yeah. As like however old, as like a middle aged man, um, and like understand that and let it go. It's when he's Yeah. Happening. Um so um <laughs> to stall a little bit, um, Uncle Vernon asks, Who is this woman? The best um, so the like, goat. Seen her. Yeah, the best ever. Say something. <laughs> um Say something. She's my friend okay. okay. She's my friend Ron's mother. She was meeting him off the hog, off the school train at the end of last term. Um, Uncle Vernon tried tried to remember um, dumpy sort of woman, load of children with red hair. Dumpy. Um, Harry frowned. He thought it was a bit rich of Uncle Vernon to call anyone dump, dumpy when his own son Dudley had finally achieved what he'd been threatening to do since the age of three and become wider than he was tall. Um, just unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary. But Super also, though, I appreciate Harry being like, how dare you? Who you, who you talk? I do, too. But unnecessary. Yes. Um, Quidditch, he muttered. Quidditch, what is this rubbish? Um, Harry felt a second stab of annoyance. It's a sport, he said shortly. Played on broom. All right, all right, said Uncle Vernon loudly. Harry saw with some satisfaction that his uncle looked vaguely panicky. Apparently, his nerves couldn't stand the sound of the word broomsticks, which are also like muggle things. So the fa- you don't you can't say broomstick like ever, like even when it's just like go get the sweepy. It needs to be put go away. Go get the sweep stuff. <laughs> the sweep thing. Go the, get the, the, the. I bet you now that Swiffers now that they have Swiffers, I, they know, only the Dursleys only use Swiffers. Go get the Swiffers. <laughs> Why don't y'all got a broom? Like sometimes you know there's stuff that's like the Swiffer can't get. No. Mm-hmm. We don't, we vacuum and Swiffer, that's it. We don't do brooms. It's just like not. Uh, Portia made a good point where she says like, the main issue with the Dur- the Dursleys is that they strive to be normal people, not good people or even decent people. Mm-hmm. And I think like, that is very true. But on top of that, like, in their striving to be normal they just fundamentally don't know how harry fits in that equation 
and mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of my Gilmore Girls rewatch, and there's that episode where uh, Lorelai and Rory go to have dinner or lunch with a Harvard alum, and they have that weird child, third child who isn't on the conveyor belt. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Like, she has two jobs while the other kids are, like, clone, Stepford, possibly incestual, um, and Lorelai's mine. Anyway. It, I'm, I'm trying to, re- <laughs> I, it's just been a while. Yeah. So I probably do remember, but, but yeah. there's this, like, moment where Lorelai recognizes, like, oh, you have three kids, and they stumble over themselves to, like, to, to like, be like, oh, oh she, yep. nope, I do she's doing this. her own thing, she's, blah, blah, yep. and, like, I do remember this. And she's just, like, not into... She doesn't go to college, and she's not into the Ivy League, but she works really hard, and she's a normal kid. And, like, when Mm -hmm. Rory meets her, she's like, oh, I thought that you were... She's like, you thought I was, like, doing heroin and, like, on, like, (laughs) the strip with, like, a needle sticking out of my arm. Um, bec- mm-hmm. Or, like, just, like, the woman in the Right, the like, just... <laughs> That's basically what they're... Because, like, like, her parents fundamentally just don't know how to understand or, or talk to her or talk about her. And it's, like, mm-hmm. she just made a different choice, right? <laughs> like, why, like, they could very much be, like, oh, we are these normal people and our nephew is an artist. Or our nephew's parents died when he was young, so he goes to, like... Got he's got trauma. Shit. And he goes to, like, an, an art school or a more feely school. And we don't really buy into that thing, but it seems to work for him and okay. Like, but no, they, they can't, can't do that. They have, they have to, like, fight, like, so much fight against magic and hairy that they can't you like you can't maintain like this normalcy while also being terrible to someone for not being normal like because being terrible to people is not a normal thing to be so they need a yanla um what does she mean the What does she mean the normal way he's fat? Normal for us, said Harry. And before un- his uncle could stop him, he added, you know, owl post. That's what's normal for wizards. He like really low-key like pushing his buttons on purpose. Um, uncle Vernon looked outraged. Um, how many times do I have to tell you not to mention that unnaturalness under my roof? You stand there in p- the clothes Petunia and I have put on your ungrateful back only after Dudley finished with them, said Harry coldly, which like, he got time today. He's like, you know what? What you're not going to do is tell me that you went and actually went out of your way to get me clothes. You did not. Um, I will not be spoken to like that, said Uncle Vernon, trembling with rage. But Harry wasn't going to stand for this. Gone were the days where he had been forced to take every single one of the Dursley's stupid rules. He wasn't following Dudley's diet, and he wasn't going to let Uncle Vernon stop him from uh, going to the Quidditch World Cup if he could help it. Um, He took a deep, steadying breath and then said, Okay, I can't see the World Cup. Can I go now then? Only I've got a letter to Sirius I want to finish. You know, my godfather. I'm I'm just I'm Bravo. just feeling I'm feeling it. I'm feeling Harry. I'm feeling Harry. I'm feeling it. Feeling, feeling Bravo, it. Feeling sir. It. That was just that was I also thing. love that like Harry clearly is aligning himself. Like we talked about, but like this is like, you know, normal for us. Wizards. My peoples. Mm-hmm. Not you peoples. You ain't normal. We yeah. normal. 
my people. Mm-hmm. And that's a good like subversion yeah. actually too. Um, which I didn't like really peep. It's the first time um, that he is that he like, aligns himself in like well, it's not in honor. That, that was like, what I was saying. I was saying like yeah. I was also I was saying more like it kind of um, foreshadows the next chapter when the Weasleys and Dursleys like finally best. meet and Ugh. like how which is the best, but also it's like how the Weasleys normal is absolutely like the antithesis of the mm-hmm. Dursleys normal. Um, and so that you get a little hint of that in Molly's letter where she says, like, send your response the normal way. And in Vernon is like, what is the normal way? Like, if it's not uh, if it's not like the male or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, um, so Eliana has like this great so, yeah, so just kinda... um, point to make about how in the first two books, um, <clears throat> Dursley's behavior was like over the top. In the like when you now that we're rereading them, so she's like she's like as a twenty mm-hmm. something when she her first reread, um, it was the first time that that felt it felt too over the top. It was immediately unbelievable, but then around Gobble to Fire, their cruelty becomes more real and honest in a way that like reads as something that actual humans could engage in, and. Um, mm-hmm. She well, she never read Harry Potter until she was in her twenties, so she. Uh, so the Dursleys instantly read to her as exaggerated children's story villains, you know, like the Disney-fied Scar right. and versus Mufasa type of like, ah, that's not even the worst mm-hmm. one. I'm thinking maybe like Ursula and it's yeah, not. like an Ursula villain. Um, but Portia says like even as a 12 year old, she growing up, she thought that they were like unnecessarily cruel. Um, but the like. As a 12-year-old, you think unnecessarily cruel. As a 20-year-old, you're like, that's not even real. Like, that's not even possible, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, like, we live in a world in which people have killed their children and sold people into slavery. And I think more what it is is that it's, like, it's not that people wouldn't do that. It's more like it's not. They're very one-dimensional. Yes. Which is um, why we also really, would, like, we, like need, only... we need Vernon and Marge's backstory because, like, <laughs> because it's like, yo, there's no way they're this like co- like cartoonishly just yeah. terrible. Um, I also think that like Petunia and I think Dudley a little bit gets a little bit more like, and really I think I, I think it's more Petunia because Dudley gets he's super he's just like a one dimensional bully until the Dementors come and are like, hey fam, you might not want to act like that anymore. Or you're just a terrible person, and then he changes, but it's not really like anything more than that. He gets, like, redeemed, but he doesn't actually get developed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, Petunia, because she has a larger role and connection to, like, bigger characters in the book, then it gives her a little bit more, like, backstory, which makes her a little bit more... Um, realistic. Like, three-dimensional mm-hmm. and realistic, but, like... It, and, and you get that in the beginning of the book, and then it doesn't really come back until Order of the Phoenix. Um but it's just, I don't know. I think that they, she relies really heavily for these particular characters on like just one dimensional tropes versus like other characters where she kind of goes like further in. Yeah. And it, it, um, it's sad though. Cause we do never get, we do get Vernon in like a moment like this kind of explaining his stance in a way that, makes a little I mean it, it it's not as cartoonish but we still never get 
a concrete backstory for how and why Vernon is the way he is. Um, because we go, we come at it like we understand why Petunia feels that way and we understand why she would choose someone like Vernon. But Vernon's reactions and mm-hmm. um, responses to this beyond the fact that they upset his wife don't ever get explored or make sense. So there's no, like, I'd like to believe that she could have married some Joe Smith, John Smith, who also was very normal and didn't believe in magic, but who mm-hmm. would not co-sign on, like, the level of abuse that they give Harry and also not flip out and make them go to a hut on a rock <laughs> in to order to escape something that's obviously <laughs> inescapable since it's following them, them the whole way. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So there's something extra in Vernon that we never get to know and I someone I know there's fanfic about it because I'm I mean I'm recently on the fanfic tip guys I didn't know it was so good I apologize I know Um, I never actually looked for anything about Brandon and Marge I wonder if yeah I mean I'm I'm hope I I would assume there would be if not maybe you can write me something the only reason I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't is because it's like it's the very like like, they're not the most interesting thing about Harry Potter as a whole when you think about it. Like, they are on, like, a human <laughs> side. I feel like I'm really, like, fascinated by them and, like, really do. And I, and I, and honestly, I only really thought about it reading it this go-round. Like, I never really thought about Vernon and Marge. I thought about them very much as one-dimensional and they were ridiculous and I hated them. But, like, going, like, deeper into it for this, um, I was like, oh, no, they're... There feels like there should be more there. I don't know whether there actually is. Yeah. Like there yeah, be. I think that's it. It's um, like... When you're younger reading it, you're just like, I don't like them. But then when you're older reading it, and you're like, but mm-hmm. what? It What? Like, like, like exactly. that is unhinged. Like, <laughs> and so like you, you feel like you need to understand how you went from zero to 100 like that. Like, because mm-hmm. it's so unbelievable. And there are so many, it's there so are so awesome. many, like, spots in between <laughs> like that rea- you know what I mean like there is a way to mm-hmm. still be cruel and still be abusive and manipulative and like to make Harry feel a certain way um while still being semi-reasonable <laughs> like in your reaction yep. I like pretty much you know so and not even semi-reasonable, like, they're, like yeah, being semi-reasonable, more, like, human, but then also, like, yeah, I mean, because, like, people who are abusive are still people, yeah. and they have their own whatever, like, issues, and it doesn't make it okay that they're abusive, but it does make them more It's human. like we were talking about know, before, just, it's like the explanation, it's not an excuse, it's just, like, there has, there is a deeper explanation, which makes behaviors mm-hmm. understandable. And you know what, and you know what? This is the problem with with Snape um, apologists is that they think that making Snape more three dimensional makes him redeemable, right. and ju- it, it only makes him more human. It doesn't make a him good like person. a good person. They think that oh, he has a reason for these things, then he's okay. Yeah. No, he still did those things, and they're still and, terrible. And there is like this, you know, we talk about like there, people like we see these patterns, right, and people that are abused go on and they become abusers. That doesn't mean that, oh, you were abused, so it's okay that you abused um, later on in life. 
it means no, it just means it means that you didn't. Help. Yeah, right. Like you had these moments and these opportunities to break that cycle, and you didn't. And there's a cycle there. Um, that you fell and you fell into this pattern. I understand that, but that doesn't excuse you. Um, mm-hmm. So, very believably, Marge and Vernon's parents are horrendous people, and they just are reenacting what they grew up with. Yeah, in my but in my therapy. head, they were like. <laughs> They're, yeah, in my head, like, their parents were, like, probably super rich, or not rich, but, like, at least wealthy-ish, or, like, upper middle class, and so, and they were very, like, into appearances, um, and making sure, because on the outside, you know, all those movies, you know, all those, like, television shows and movies where it's like, look at this family, they're so Mm -hmm. idyllic, and, like, awesome, and they look so great on the outside, but on the inside, it's really dark and twisted, and they're, like, terrible people. Um, that's how I feel like the Dursleys post- Petunia there's right. some there's like, some like gems going on in this chat with um, Portia and Eliana talking about they would love some fic of Petunia in the twenty like in her twenties and stuff like did she date cruel men was she only ever attracted to cruel men and um, Eliana dropped I think they got married pretty re- early pretty yeah early I don't too, which is the other I don't thing think she like, dated anyone besides Joe. Vernon Cause was, or cause seriously. I <laughs> What if she went on a horrible date with Sirius? I need that fanfic. What if Lily tried to set Petunia <laughs> up with Sirius and then she was like, oh, hell no. And then went to Vernon. That would just be really funny. That I would feel make like sense. Petunia would be pissed because she'd be like, you, that was a That cool would joke. make sense to me. Um. Like, <laughs> Lily being like, hey, Toonie, there's this guy I think you would really hit it off with. And they go on the date from hell and then she runs into Vernon's arms. <laughs> Yes. Okay. That is my new headcanon. It makes sense. Even though the timeline doesn't work, I still It still doesn't it. explain <laughs> Vernon, but... It doesn't explain a lot of things, it's but fine. it's fine. I think it, it's it works time-wise. Like, great. when... Sirius is a 17-year-old kid and Petunia's gonna be dead. I mean, you old. know, Alba Severus is attracted to a 25-year-old... Can we not bring that up? That's not canon. That doesn't count. Also, don't listen to that. Shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I am the worst. Um, oh, Robin. Okay. Shit. Um, but I, no, but okay, sorry. Back. I wanted to, I wanted to drop this bomb. We, we have like four. We have some. Okay, but I want to drop this bomb and then we're going to get to it. Um, Okay. Humans are capable of great cruelty. The Dursleys are capable of being abusive and dysfunctional and cruel while still while still being realistic. Um, that's from Eliana at Eliana Direct, creator, director of Hermione, Quarter Life Crisis, our featured creator of the month. She's got all of the smarts and things. And I'm saying all of this stuff not only because it's all true, but also because I just really fucked up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very sorry about it. So let's move on. Let's go fast. Let's go fast before she. Um. Okay. <laughs> he he had done it. He had said the magic words. Now he was watching, or now he watched the purple recede blotchily from Uncle Vernon's face, making it look like badly mixed black currant ice cream. These descriptions are. I do like the um, using your... food descriptions on white folk, though. That's true. I didn't think about that. That's actually. Well done. That, <laughs> that's real. That is real. Um, 
You're writing to him, are you? said Uncle Vernon, in a would-be calm voice, but Harry had seen the pupils of his tiny eyes contract with sudden fear. Well, yeah, said Harry. It's been a while since he's heard from me, and you know, if he doesn't, he might start thinking something's wrong. Um, He stopped there to enjoy the effect of the words. He could see Uncle Vernon thinking. If he tried to stop Harry writing Sirius, Sirius would think Harry was being mistreated. If he told Harry he couldn't go to the Quidditch World Cup, Harry would write and tell Sirius, who would know Harry was being mistreated. There was only one thing for Uncle Vernon to do. Um, Well, all right then. And you can go to this ruddy, this stupid, this World Cup thing. You, you write and tell these, these Weasleys there to pick you up, mind. I haven't got time to go dropping you off all over the country. And you can spend the rest of the summer there. And you can tell your, your godfather. Tell him, tell him you're going. Okay, then, said Harry can we brightly. Just he turned and walked toward... Take a moment oh, to yeah, know that uh-huh. when you read that, Harry suddenly had a blonde wig and a fur coat and was like, <laughs> well... <laughs> That's true. Joanne the scammer, where'd you come from? <laughs> learning from like learning honestly from truly crookshank. Iconic. This was iconic to be honest. It really was. That was really wonderful. That was yeah. great. Um Petty Harry is <laughs> Eliana's fave Harry and Portia seconds that and I I love me some Petty Harry, um but I don't know. I, I, there's a there's a line. Petty Harry and then emo Harry. Petty Harry, good. Emo Harry, mm. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so he turns and walks um, toward the living room door, fighting the urge to jump into the air and whoop. He was going to the Weasleys. He was going to watch the Quidditch World Cup. Outside the hall, he nearly ran into Dudley, who had been lurking behind the door, hoping to hear Harry being told off. That was an excellent breakfast, wasn't it, like, said Harry. why is that? I guess it's because, sorry, yeah. real quick. Um, I guess maybe it's because he doesn't have a PlayStation anymore, but, like, why is that a thing that he enjoys? I don't get it. That's I mean, some... Like, I used to hate, like, as a kid, like, I used to, you know, as a kid, you get mad when, like, you're... Like, I know, like, um, Ikira didn't really get any whoopings <laughs> as a kid, and I used to be mad because I'd be like... If, if I had done what you had, had done. done that. Or, like, back in the day, by the time my sister came around, like, my dad had called, you know, was like, I no longer want to be that person. So, that's real, and, like, as an adult, I understand that. But as a kid, I was, like, petty, so I was just like, how come she didn't get a whooping? But if she actually got a whooping, I would be like, nah, I can't listen to this. I don't like this. I am not, not sitting at the yeah. door, like, what's going on? Like, no. I had someone who, um, like, I was standing, I I had to be in the situation where he was yelling at someone else, and I got so upset, and he, like, didn't understand why I was so upset. He's like, I didn't yell at you, and I was Mm -hmm. like, but, what? Like, how is that fun for me? Mm -hmm. Like, and I, like, why would you, that's... I definitely cried one time, and my mom got, like, pissed at my brother about something, and like I started yeah. crying, I had none. To do I think with that's me. like there's an I, there's I an fine. empathy level there, but there's also this like kinship and protection that you feel as an older sibling to your siblings, even though mm-hmm. you know that they probably deserved it. Even if they're tripping. and even though you know yeah. that like your parents aren't gonna do anything, which Dudley doesn't know from the Dursleys. You know what I mean? Like there's no like <laughs> guarantee that Harry's gonna be okay at the end of it, right? Like sometimes you need to get yelled at. Right. Sometimes, but, like, it's still uncomfortable to see, like, as a bystander, mm-hmm. as, you know, 
appear. You don't want to see that. You know what I mean? And like sometimes it is funny to watch your friends or your siblings get in trouble to a certain extent. That's what I'm saying. It's more like in theory. So like I would get mad at my sister or not really mad at her, but I get mad that she wouldn't get a spanking. But then that's like in theory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in practice, I'm sitting there like, wait, no, what? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. No, I mean, but I think it. there is this like level um, of. So it's very much like up until a point, and then you're like, once it's like real, and you can actually like. There's a difference between it being like, oh no, they're in trouble, and that's what it is, they're in trouble, and being like, oh no, they're in hell of trouble, and like. And relishing in it. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think that there's this middle ground because I mean, this is again where you see that I'm a younger sibling and you're an older sibling, like. There were times when, like, my brother or, like, my older cousins would do something that they know they shouldn't have done, and they knew they shouldn't have done, and they would get told off, and I would have a smirk on my face, like, hmm. But it was because the telling off was not of a level of, like, there was, like, no spanking. You know what I mean? It was just, like, you got yelled at, Mm -hmm. and you got told. Like, you got told about yourself, but you were okay the whole way through. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. any, like, yeah, it was there. It always had to be a it certain. It wasn't, like, a huge thing. It was just, like, they know they fucked up and their parents was like. Exactly. Them. And then it was me, because usually because being the youngest one and either, A, I wasn't allowed to go with them when they were messing up, or, B, I was, like. <laughs> so you were just mad. So, yeah, I was, like, like, oh, y'all left me out. And look what happened to you. Ha, ha, ha. Or <laughs> um, I, being the know-it-all that I was was like, she's so darn cute, um, was like, you guys shouldn't do that. I don't think you should do that. And then they would be like, shut up, Robin, you nerd. And then they do it, and then they get yelled at, and I'd be like, ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? But it was like a very, there's a, it's a strict, like, situation in which schadenfreude has its place. Like, Strict. Yeah. So. And they, yeah, they just don't, like, yeah. It's like Portia said, like, they don't, they never told, taught Dudley how to care for his, like, cousin and how to be, like, they don't treat, he he doesn't treat him like a brother. They don't grow up that way. Like, he is taught through his parents to be, like, treated as an outsider. And so that's just kind of what happens. Um. Okay, so that was an excellent breakfast, wasn't it, said Harry. I feel really full, don't you? Laughing at the astonished look on Harry's face, Harry took the stairs three at a time and hurled himself back into his bedroom. The first thing he saw was that Hedwig was back. Um, she was <laughs> she was sitting in her cage, staring at Harry with her enormous amber eyes and clicking her beak in a way that meant she was annoyed by something. Exactly what was annoying her became apparent almost at once. Ouch, said Harry, as what appeared to be a small gray feathery tennis ball collided with the side of his head. It's Pidgeon. He's the best. Um, so he had a, um, a letter. Harry bent down, recognizing Ron's handwriting and tore it open. Harry, Dad got the tickets. Ireland versus Bulgaria, Monday night. Mom's writing to the Muggles to ask you to stay. They might already have a letter. I don't know how fast Muggle Post is. Thought I'd send this with Pig anyway. Harry stared at the word pig, then looked at the tiny owl, now zooming around the light fixture on the ceiling. He had never seen anything that looked less like a pig. Maybe he couldn't read Ron's handwriting. He went back to the letter. We're coming for you whether the muggles like it or not. That I'm sorry, I just had to pause there because 
that is this is why the Weasleys are the best. Also, this is a peak Ron. <laughs> and then it also puts and it's peak Ron, but then it also puts Molly's letter um, into like you see where Ron gets it from, right? Because you get you puts Molly's letter mm-hmm. in context, whereas like it's super sweet and like polite and all this stuff. But Ron's like, nah, real talk though, like you're gonna come regardless. Like if they say no or not, like yeah, we're be ready. To you. Like here you go. <laughs> we don't got the flying car anymore, but we will yeah. find a way. <laughs> um, he said, "You can't miss the World Cup. Only Mum and Dad reckon it's better we pretend to ask their permission first. If they say yes, send Pig back with your answer pronto, and we'll come and get you at five o'clock on Sunday. If they say no, send back pronto. Send Pig back pronto, and we'll come and get you at five o'clock on Sunday anyway. <laughs> Hermione's arriving this afternoon. Percy started work. The Department of Ma- the Department of International Magical Cooperation." Don't mention anything about abroad while you're here unless you want the pants board off you. See you soon, Ron. Um, I love the like it's warnings from of Percy. It's like one of my favorite things. You missed um, like Percy gets made head boy. They're like, don't talk to him about <laughs> it. Like Percy, you got a new job. Don't mention this because you really like you don't want don't these him. problems. Um, you later. So Harry kind of has to like get the get pig widgeon to calm down because he's so excited that he delivered a letter um that's what, i mean i guess he probably couldn't that's hold up pie that's like stuff, some puppy stuff though which is adorable it is. like you know and like it is he's really he's so cute um <laughs> um so the owl fluttered down on the top of hedwig's cage hedwig looked coldly up at it as though daring it to try and come any closer I love her. She's just like, yo. Can I just say that Portia nicknamed Dumbledore Dumble DV and I'm here for it and <laughs> it makes me feel things and I'm sorry. I just got distracted because Trap Wizards. Trap Wizards. Um, um, I think So Sorry, I just had a quick thing about the Weasleys no, too and ahead. putting it in context and stuff. Um, I think that the Weasleys at this point have really accepted Harry and like, as we, we know that, but also as they are still, I think it's like a really good moment where you recognize that like, I mean, there are all of these moments. And again, this is like, this is the story that I would want to hear about is like how the, the similarities between muggles and wizards and not, you know, the mm-hmm. problems between them, but like Molly and Arthur know, like it is better. A, like if someone just came and souped up my kid, we'd have problems. Like even if they're in trouble, even if it's Fred and George and we're like, whoo, thank goodness we needed a break. Like there's a protocol there, like, and we need to be respectful. Like, and they know that, but they also know that like, because they're adults and stuff that like in one way not asking and not being overly sweet can get Harry into more trouble. Um, and they don't want to do that. Whereas like Ron and Mm -hmm. the other boys, like they don't have that yet. And that's like a universal parental thing. Right. Like you have that empathy just because you know, like, at the end of the day, these are Harry's guardians and parents, and so we need to be as respectful as possible. But, 
Like, we also know. <laughs> we still coming to get him. Because they Sunday. also, but they're <laughs> also cognizant of his reality. So they don't want to make it mm-hmm. as bad as possible. And this is, like, where I get a little confused about how much Dumbledore knows or cares about Harry's situation. Because I'm sure at this point, the ministry and Dumbledore is something that you know about, like, blood magic. And so Arthur has to know Harry needs to spend a certain amount of time there. Because by this point, I would like to think that the Weasleys would be like, we'll take him. We got enough kids. What's one more kid? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we'll be his guardians. Mm -hmm. Um, So... They, the reason why they don't immediately save him, I think, has to do with that blood magic thing. But they also know that, like, there's no way we're letting Harry spend an entire summer there. Um, right. Or we're going to, like, do our best to, like, take care of him in any way. Because, you know, Molly sending a bunch of food is an acknowledgement of the fact that he's malnourished. And he's not getting nourishment at home. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, it's just, uh, the Weasleys are the best. Molly's the best. They are. Dumbledore's the worst. Um, Dumbledeezy, so, on the beach or not. D- they're different Dumbledores. I feel like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I still have a special place in my heart for Holiday Dumbledore. Holiday Dumbledore is amazing, but... He's great. Nine to Any five holidays, Dumbledore. Summertime. No, he doesn't give a fuck. That's why. <laughs> you know, I had a teacher in high school, and now this is, like, hilarious. Um, And we are, like... It's a thing, guys. Sorry about it. It's a tangent episode. It's fine. Um, it's what it is. But so I had a teacher um, in high school where um, I had her twice because I was like in a small school within my high school. So most of my high school teachers I had more than once. Um, so I had her in freshman year and she was great. And she was like one of my favorite teachers and she was awesome. And then senior year, it was like she checked out or something. I'm not really sure what happened, but like she didn't come on Fridays. <laughs> she like half the half the year she had us making up our own lesson plans like we were in education like course or some shit and like didn't do anything it was weird we were really sitting there like i'm so confused like she's never here she clearly does not want to be here she needs to like she needs a break like that was really the thing. Was, like it's very yeah. clear she needs a break that's kind of dumbledore where dumbledore's just like i'm checked out i i whatever. had a teacher y'all know i'm great i had a high my high <laughs> school french teacher who was my favorite teacher and she was amazing and every break that we would have i mean every single one winter break summer break Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, she would go somewhere. And without fail, we would have, we, I, 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 it was at the point, because she was the only French teacher, so I had her every year as well. Um, mm-hmm. I knew that we would have a sub the next two to three days. Because she'd be like, oh, I was in Costa Rica, Yo, and then I hung out with Friday, people, my- and then we went to Argentina, and then we went here, and it was lovely, and pronto, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, I don't know. What life do you lead? Okay. No, I don't know what the fuck my teacher was doing. <laughs> she, she just, just didn't literally be didn't there. show up Fridays. Like, we would just come in. It was to the point where, like, we'd be like, we walk in, or, like, right before we walked in, one of our, one of my classmates would be like, we got a sub today. <laughs> like, didn't nobody go in there. Don't nobody know. We, we just it's know. like, we got a sub today. Walk in, mm-hmm. it's a sub. Just because it's Friday. <laughs> like, literally did not show up every she Friday. She had things to do. For a whole year. It was like, what are you doing? It was weird. Yeah. And we really could not figure um, out. Portia also on. rocks with um, um, Holiday Dumbledore. She throws out Halloween Dumbledeezy, Christmas Dumbledeezy, Yule Ball Dumbledeezy, <laughs> Summer Beach Holiday Dumbledeezy. So... 
She's with yep. you. Oh, we get Yule Ball Dumbledore. Oh my gosh. I just. Great. Oh, we get Yule Ball. Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore during the festive. He's because that's his. That's his zone. That's like his moment. He's hundred and fifteen. That's all he needs old. now. It's the party. I guess he's like hundred and twelve. Hundred thirteen. He's now. done at all the work point, he needs to do. Why, like at this point, really, like, why are you teaching? I get it because you're like Dumbledore and there's like all these things. There's a million things you haven't done, you whatever. But like, at a hundred, that's the other, that's the one thing that does kind of like. Because you know, people when they get a certain age, they don't. Give I can't a fuck. wait. And th- that's their I cannot wait. That's their. I'm so their excited to be like. old and at a certain crotchety. at a certain time. My parents sometimes they be doing stuff. I'm like, wait, y'all. <laughs> Again, <laughs> don't forget. You're not that old to be this old. <laughs> I'm like, my thing is one, they're not that old. I'm like, also, y'all don't look old. So like, you can't just be saying shit. People are gonna be like, why is this person an asshole? And it's not good. And they're not gonna think, oh, they're old, so it's fine. Like, no, you look yeah. like you're in your 30s. It it's not does working. not work. Um, <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no, it's just like, so a hundred plus years old. I feel like we maybe should be a little. I mean, because he ain't got no choice but to not care, right? At, at that, that point, point, I mean, I guess, but I just life. think that, like, there are the things that you you don't care about and you, you have no Fs to give, and then there's child abuse. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, of the things to not That's care so about... Funny. Like, there's this meme where, you know, when Quirrell runs in and it's like, trolls in the dungeons... Uh, and Dumbledore says, like, all the students to their common rooms, and then there's a picture of Draco going, but our common room is in the dungeons, and he's like, God, Draco, you act like I care. Like, that I, that Dumbledore <laughs> I'm all for. Yes. Child abuse, though? Nah. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, um, so Harry writes, Ron, it's okay, the muggles say I can come. See you at 5 o'clock tomorrow. Can't wait. Um, he folded the note up very small with immense difficulty, tied it onto the tiny owl's leg. Um, and the moment the note was secure, the owl was off again. It zoomed out of the window and out of sight. Harry turned to Hedwig, feeling up to a long journey. Hedwig hooted in a dignified sort of way. Um, can you take this to Sirius for me? Hang on, I just want to finish it. Um, so he rides in the at the end. Um, if you want to contact me, I'll be at my friend Ron Weasley's for the rest of the summer. His dad's got us tickets for the Quidditch World Cup. Um, the letter finished, he tied it to Hedwig's leg. She kept unusually still as though determined to show him how a real post-owl should behave. I kind of... Um, I'll be at Ron's when you get back, all right? Um, she nipped his finger affect- affectionately and then um, soared out of I kind of feel window. like... I mean, Hedwig is Beyonce, and that's true. But I kind of also feel like she's Mariah Carey sometimes. Like, I don't know her. I don't know her. Hmm. Right. Like, the <laughs> diva, so. like, I, true. I just, I mean, this is not how we behave. I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> I, am, I am far too rich and far too important to have to deal with her. I don't know her. Why is she here? <laughs> so funny. So. Um, okay, so yeah, um, Harry watched her go out of sight and then crawled under his bed, wrenched up the loose floorboard, and pulled out a large chunk of birthday cake. He sat there on the floor eating it, savoring the happiness that was flooding through him. That's nice. Did he have a fork or something, or is he just eating dusty stale cake with his hands? He floor cake with his hands. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't give a fuck. He was in the, he was in the, uh, Great Hall 
with blood and basilisk venom. Chopping on that shit, chicken. Eating with everybody else. Just by himself. Eating with his hands and shit. Didn't even wash his hands. Getting everybody. Just killing everybody. Just. God damn. Okay. Um, so he does not care about cleanliness. Um, he had cake and Dudley had nothing but grapefruit. It was a bright summer's day. He would be living, leaving Privet Drive tomorrow. His scarf felt perfectly normal again. And he was going to watch the Quidditch World Cup. It was hard just now to feel worried about anything, even Lord Voldemort. Which is some like, on the one hand, Enjoy. it's like, oh yeah, after his dream or whatever. But it's also some like foreshadowing mm. because um, we know yep. how things go. Um, so, yeah. Can we also talk about the Hedwig had that leg out on that two and four count. She was starting her dance routine. Portia. <laughs> Portia. It's formation. Portia. She's good at formation. <laughs> Dumble Deezy, two and four counts. Girl, <laughs> you just killing me. I love everything about it, though. I'm not hate. Like, keep doing you, boo. Keep doing you, boo. Even, even if you got serious shade, but that's cool. Sirius sometimes needs the shade so that he can get better. No, it's constructive criticism. No, I need you guys to just accept that the the magic of Sirius comes with the flaws. Like you don't get the highs Bro, without the that's lows. Fine. We just want him to be better. He can't you sound be. Sound like one of the Dursleys talking to my little silly, my little serious weirious like. My little Syrikins. That's the thing. Robin be like, you can do no wrong. Y'all hear me making fun of Aminata because she can't. You wrong to Aminata. I just want her to be better. You wrong. I just want her to be better. Like, even your mama called you out today. Would she? Like, she is four. <laughs> that was actually really funny, though. My MVP is Molly Weasley. I, I think she Same. just does. She's just such a great, like, mother and confidant. And she kind of reminds me of my aunt, your mom, in that she's able to like, I mean, well, your my aunt, and your mom is more of a friend and mentor to me too. But like, she's able to like mother you when you need it, and also like come at you, like she's you know like come at you as in, she doesn't baby you when mm-hmm. you don't need it. Yeah, you know, like she does. She will baby you, but she will also come mm-hmm. at you like real, and she like picks and chooses and she knows when the right time is to do each of those things. Who was your MVP? Molly. I said Weasley's, but then I was like specifically Molly though. Okay. Um for like the same reasons. Um and who did you bet? Uh, wait, Portia's MVP was also the Weasleys. Um okay. and she also assured me that this book and book five she will have some non serious shade. So we're we're joined by Eliana. Don't leave. She left because she wasn't camera ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll get you next week. You know we'll get you next just... week. You can join us um, and give us your MVPs live. But um, her MVP is Molly and the Weasleys for loving Harry and for having a backup plan. So who did you bench? That's real. I benched the Dursleys, but Vernon specifically, but that's really because he was the only... One who was really, mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Dudley and Petunia are always annoying, but, like, they're 
They were more on the side yeah. this time. So. Uh, same, I benched Vernon. Um, I was kind of thinking as we were doing it of benching Dudley, but I feel like, again, like I feel bad for him because he doesn't have coping skills, which is, again, Vernon and Petunia's fault. Um, right. They dealt with a lot of fat phobia <laughs> I know. in this chapter, so. I know. I just he's, feel like... He's been through it. Um, it's okay, So Dudley. Portia benched yeah. the Dursleys and the Muggle community for enabling Harry's abuse. The usual suspect. Shout out to Hedwig and Pig. She always got to get her shout outs in because it's, you know, um, I wish I knew like the wizarding. This is W-Z-R-D. Wizards. Oh, look at our call letters. You get it? Did you get it? Did you see what I did there? I did get it, but I think that you were a little bit too. You are now listening to W-Z-R-D. You, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, okay. Um, Eliana okay. benched Vernon um, as well. Um, all right. And you said you benched yep. Vernon too, yeah. <laughs> Lit. Um, thank you for listening. Next week we will be discussing Chapter 4 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Back to Did the you put girl. your name in the Goblet of Fire? Um, make sure. I feel like that's how we should that's just end that chapter. every chapter of this. Okay. I Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can add us at We Black and Nerds. Use the hashtag wizard team. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you. Thanks. I'm about to go eat this burrito, though. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>